she her and hers this is tori she her and hers we are here for episode 31 Um, no yeah this is 30 okay because we had a conversation about 29 Oh, we passed 29. Are we passed Yeah, 29? we we done. We <laughs> get in our 30s now. We're, we're in our 30s. We get we're starting old. to feel ourselves. <laughs> we're starting to get a little bit more <laughs> mature. Get, feel get like, back in the okay, gray. I don't really care too much about what I look like. Thanks. A little bit still. Yeah. But I'm also mature. I can let things go. Like mistakes. Like mistakes. <laughs> you know. That we make. We don't. And like, we leave it to. Uh, our, our listener, Jason. Jason is on it, on it, on it. Quick. I'm surprised Ginger didn't catch that. She must not be listening. I don't Ginger. So. <laughs> Where are you at? Um, so I apologize. Let me just start the podcast by apologizing. Um, apparently in my rush to get things edited and published last week, one, I didn't put our intro in and I didn't put our outro in, nor did you do any scratching and no breaks, no breaks. And I just put, and I forgot a segment of it. Yeah. So it basically was the last segment, a a three fourths of an episode. Yeah. Right. 75% of an episode. Yeah. 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 Because there was three of four segments. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Jason. For catching that error and letting us know, I did I'm not just, mean I'm starting to get a complex to ruin from him. your recruit. Your your recruit? No, your commute. Your, yeah, I'm getting a complex from. Well, him. he's a little bit of a perfectionist. Is so, there like any strength based um, out of him? That, I, you, know, you know, he's a scientist. Yeah, so he doesn't understand the social science of strength. Like he base. wants, he wants everything the decimal right put now. in the right spot. He wants our math to be right. <laughs> um. <laughs> So, uh, thank if, goodness he's not a linguist. Yes. Because then he'd be uh, on our grammar and oh, shit. Oh, yeah. Um, not being able to say names. Yeah. Thank yeah. God. Uh, but the episode has been fixed. It's yeah. live. You should be able to hear the whole complete episode 30 with outro, intro and outro and the breaks. Good. So, I apologize. Please forgive me, listeners. Um, if you like this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe. Oh, the other thing is tell your friends. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell, tell your the neighbors. World. You came out of the closet. on social media. You know? I posted on my social media that I do this podcast. I was a guest on a podcast recently. Oh, really? I was. Uh, shout out to Christopher Scott for uh, his hip hop social worker podcast. What did you guys talk about? Me, eh, social work. We did advertise. Yeah, and his... he advertised for us and we did advertised you? for him. And Did you get we, on there and we, did you advertise well, I plugged, for us? I plugged us. He asked me about it. So You plugged it in. I plugged it in. He asked me about it. All right. He asked me about it. We talked about that. So we got we, free advertisement. We got a little bit there. of free advertisement. advertisement. <laughs> um, thank you, Christopher. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah. It was fun. Hip-hop um, counselor? Hip-hop, hip-hop social, social worker. worker. Hip-hop social worker. It was good. It was good. I, he's, a good he's a good interviewer. Oh, okay. You know, he gets you. He just, he's relaxed. 
It's like having a conversation. It's yeah. kind of like this. Oh, well, that's a conversation. Good. Yeah. Um, let's see. Anything other housekeeping um, details? Any I think deets? that's it. That's it. Um, we got some updates. What's updates? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm introducing a new segment called Impeachment Watch. Yeah. Everything changes pretty much every hour. So we can't do a story all the time. I'm just going to try to keep up as much as I can. Let everyone know what's happening with this crazy mess up in the White House, oh. up in there. Um, do you want to do what's updates first or the impeachment watch? Uh, let's do what is your what's up? All, right, All right. Let's get this started. What you got? So my first what's update. Well, that one's going to take a long time. Like the Ukrainian. Oh, yeah. You so know, start so we'll, we'll start mill. off with the pill mill. The doctor. Pill mill bill. So. Dr. Smithers Smithering. was convicted um, this last week. Yeah, because we did. A, yeah, yeah, so it was last, it was last yeah. week um, to 40 years in prison for his prescription of over. So well, double about the a, minimum. A half a million Oxycontin yeah. pills in two years. So he made double. He got double the minimum sentence. Yes, he did. Yes. Someone they they traced a death to his. Oh, yeah. To his so, prescriptions. Yeah. 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 Unlike pill mill, uh, DeMille, uh, yeah, we don't know if anybody died from overdose no. from hers. So. Yeah, and she but, was in business for how long? Um, only a couple of years, like 2015 when she opened her so business. So this she was doc here in made 2000. in two years. They said made seven hundred. Yeah, he 000. was. He was. He was quantity. Like he was. He probably had. What is that? The you know the. <laughs> Carpal tunnel with yeah. all the signatures he had to do on oh, the prescription. He probably got pads. those things just to copied in a pad and he or just stamped his <laughs> signature to it. <laughs> Something like, you know, that hand was moving, yeah. you know, and now it's now free. it's going to be moving in prison. And yeah. And I'm like, so I did the, well, hopefully I did the math correctly. Jason will uh, correct us if we're wrong. So they said that he made over 700,000 in During those two the years. Time, the two years. Okay. Yes. So with the 40,000, because we said this again, this is the kind of uh, thinking that we do when, you know, we're working on is crime going to pay. Right. Right. Also think of this. Right. He's gone for 40 years. 40 years. There is no income. So we're going to take that 700,000 that yep. he made, spread that over the 40 years. Yep. Now his wife and his kids have to live off of, I think it was like 17. Yeah. If the math is correct, it would yes. be equivalent to 17,000 $17, a, a year. Yeah. Yeah. If the math is correct, but it's seventeen thousand dollars a year, yeah. his wife and those five kids are gonna have to live off of. Sorry, you know. So Sorry. what's what's gonna happen? Now they're gonna be, you know. Hopefully, the lady's got some skills. Yeah, we don't know what the wife does. Maybe she's maybe she's, maybe a, doctor. she's a doctor. Hopefully, they ain't gonna check her little prescription right? pad. Yeah, um, you know. And that's seven hundred thousand. That's gone. Oh, oh, I mean, so you got to figure I, the back taxes. I'm hoping lawyers, maybe it's the, stashed somewhere. Um, yeah, there's definitely some cash stashed somewhere. Because I'm like in a small town. There's no way there's not some cash somewhere. What can you spend it on in a small town? Not a whole lot. Property. He probably owned, he probably he has probably some property. properties. And if he was smart, he would have put some of those properties in other people's names because then they can't seize it. Right. 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 Um, so, not unless, not yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I, maybe he put some stuff in his kids' wife's names. name, or um, I think his wife's they could take because it's you know you're oh, married, joint? so it's considered uh, what do they call that? Joint, not joint, but common, not common law, mutual property or community property, community yeah. property. Yeah. So, okay. um, 
So even if it was her name, I think they could So then maybe it. in I his think. kid's name? I don't know. So I don't know. You but, know, I mean, if he didn't, then well, your family's going to be right there. In unless the she's line. got a job and she's, you know, a professional, a quote unquote professional Something. level. But you then know. you have to figure five kids. Those kids' lives are going to be turned upside down now. Well, you know, just I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I can't. My empathy is very low I, on this one because we talked about this before we started. There are men of color mm-hmm. and women of color in prison for dealing cannabis. Mm-hmm. Still for mm-hmm. life, uh, serving life sentences mm-hmm. for cannabis. Mm-hmm. So sorry, Pill Mill Bill Smithers. <laughs> There, smithereens, there yeah. you go, because I don't have a lot of empathy for you. <laughs> right. Because you were dealing a drug that is known yeah. to be dangerous. And, and you knew death. what you were doing you knew, was you knew, illegal. You knew. It was just a matter of time. Yeah. You can't be. You weren't. You weren't. It wasn't even a situation where, like, he had empathy for patients who, you know, have pain right. and they couldn't get there, you know. And right. so he was doing his due diligence of diagnosing and making sure, okay, like take only this much, do, do, do. No, right. he was churning out prescriptions. Didn't they say his his he was parking lot looked like a, uh, yeah, like a homeless yeah, shelter? Yeah, because there's people camping out and 16 in the lot. Yeah. You know, so this guy w- didn't care about people's He didn't care health. about the looks because the other yeah. thing was he was there till midnight. Exactly. So he's just churning them out. Boom, I, I boom, mean, that's boom, just boom. like, if you're going to be a doctor doing that kind of stuff, be thoughtful about it. Like, that's you know, I'm like Breaking that's Bad. That. You should have been watching Breaking no, but Bad. Even Breaking Bad. How but, that it took a li- but, you know, it took a while. Yeah. Like he was still thinking of how do I contain this? You didn't yeah, he think got about it. Too, cont- too quick. Same with this yeah. bill, dude. Or yep. the smithereens. No, that's what I mean. Smithereens yeah. got too big, too quick. Too quick. I mean, two years, $700,000. Right. So that's what's 700 divided by two. That's 350. Mm-hmm. Although Pill Mill DeMille was around on that, on that same. Was but you that. said she was open for a while. No, she wasn't open that long. For about a year? A couple years. Okay. She so... made a 200 and some thousand in a year. So she was on the same She track. was on the same path. That's but they only caught her with make. 350, I thought. No, oh no, they that's that that's they estimated how much she made in a year. Oh. And then they found fifty one thousand dollars in cash in her home. Oh. So, so she could have she could have been like him. She very well. I mean that goes to show you how much these pill mills can make off of the opioid addiction. But it's like you have to be like fast moving. Like I'm going to set up a clinic here, then yeah. move no, my you clinic have to. somewhere else. Oh, I remember the book I read called American Pain. Yeah. And it's all about Florida pill mills. And it's about this guy who got into the pill mill business. This and dude was wasn't moving even around? a doctor. Uh, oh, He just had wow. a doctor on staff that would sign for it. That's what that, that that's what pill he mill to mill did. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, why. she, she could, she could actually prescribe. No, but that's why they gave the boyfriend. Was no, the boyfriend? boyfriend got her because. She, she was able to do yeah. it. Yeah. So he was the like in the in the Ameri- the story the book American Pain. Yeah. He this guy was, um, I think he was like like a, a bodybuilder at some point or something. Yeah. Like that. So he got into the wellness business, yeah. which is pill to yeah. mill to mill. She was a well. It was a wellness center. Yeah. And he talked about how you would have to move the clinic. Like, right. Pretty soon it would get one. It would you just got a lot of riffraff. And yeah. The the whoever was leasing to you would say, "Hey, I can't have this in my property. Right. You got to pick up a move. Yeah. 
but it was very easy because you're making yeah. so much money. You just you close just down, somewhere boom, else. open up another one, close down, open up. Another. It's a, actually a really good, really good uh, book about the the industry. Yeah, the, the yeah. And he well, maybe they should have read about it. Georgia and and it can uh, only last for a certain amount of time. Yeah, I mean, word on the street goes like exactly. wildfire. Yeah. yeah, you know. So pill mill to mill only had pill mill. To she mill was on. Got, Living on borrowed time. She was, yeah. Because what ended up happening? But with then her again, what did she get? Four years? Yeah, she only got four years. And look at this dude over here, 40, 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. Although that's because they could trace an actual death back to him. Do you think that's what it or I because so. people were coming from different states? I think it was I think it was the multiple counts. He had like yeah. eight hundred. I don't think she had that. And many. how many and why wouldn't she have like eight hundred? You know what because I'm saying? Because it was this local. I don't think anybody was traveling. From I don't think anybody. I don't think yeah. the feds were involved in no, it. No, they that. were DEA because um, she got. So people went to fill prescriptions that were identical uh-huh. in Gresham. Gresh, and they called that pharmacy called Gresham Police. The police called the DEA. But do you then think the it DEA been... also brought in the nursing board? They went through an, uh, an investigation. Yeah. Um, ultimately the board didn't do anything, but that's when the sting operation started. Yeah. So they, then they started tracking and following her. She obviously didn't know until then 2016 when she was. So I'm like, so for, let's give you four years for the pills, you know, for the pills. Mm -hmm. But then what about your fraud? Your tax evasion? Like how come she only got four years? I don't know. Yeah. Probably because she And her she partner who turned... didn't dispense one pill or got 108 months. Or was probably filing tax returns. Yeah. Like this lady, was I don't know. Committing fraud. Yeah. She, and, uh, and I don't know, maybe, maybe that's going to be pending or maybe who knows. Maybe she, she probably pled. turned on who him. knows. Who knows what happened. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, what do you got? All next right. For, uh, next my what's next update? what's update is about that coast guard. Um, oh. yeah, that coast guard that was accused of the white terrorist? nationalist terror plot. He pleads guilty to gun and drug charges. Well, so, right. yeah. So he's pleading guilty. Save okay. tax, save taxpayers okay. some cash. But again, it's not for Is there a domestic. Sentence? It's not for domestic no, terrorism. Is there it's simply sentence? for gun and drug charges. Mm, yeah. So yeah. how long will he spend in? So it says with his plea, the 50 year old now faces up to 31 years in prison. Wow, look at that. Uh-huh. The Plotting doc- for a terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. He could get up to 30. Mm-hmm. A doctor who, I mean, that's that's just the... Uh, we, that insane. Our sentencing. Yeah. Like how... I don't understand. This, yeah. Yeah. I have no and idea. And which is worse, right? Right. Um, and then my next What's Update happens to be about the Montana lady. So remember, I think... Oh, yeah. So last they we were heard, moving. she was going to move to El Paso. Right. And now, judge rules women can't get monetary relief in Border Patrol lawsuit. What? Why? Other motions in case under consideration. So it says a judge ruled Wednesday that two women suing the U.S. Custom Border Protection can't receive punitive or compensatory damage for what they allege was an unconstitutional detainment made specifically because they speak Spanish. Um, and is considering arguments on other motions to dismiss. So basically what the judges were saying was, you know, if there were other people that were speaking Spanish and the Border Patrol agency was stopping them based off of those things, then you could show a pattern 
And then you might have a case. Oh, come on. But the fact that you were the only one that we know, see, and that's one that we know of. of. Yeah. How many other people were stopped and questioned and maybe didn't feel detained? safe enough Who to, knows? to say anything. Or, or maybe were they detained. were detained. Exactly. And sent off. They couldn't prove. We'll never know. Yeah. Just like the folks in the Motel, Motel 6. six. We'll, we'll never, never know. know. You know, we'll never know. They'll keep the light on for you. And no, that's not the met. one. Is that Motel yeah, 6? Yeah, Motel 6 kept the light on. Yeah. <gasps> that's Tim Bodine's hotel? He is not the owner. He was only the spokesman. We already Tim covered Bodine. this. We already ah. covered this. He was the spokesman. He's going to keep the light on for us. I don't think he's still us. a spokesperson, though. I would, I would I remove my voice. I, I think that ended a while back. Actually. Yeah. So who knows? So I that's think it's Tom Bodine. Yeah. Is it Tom? Yeah. What did I say? Tim? Tom? Yeah. Tom. Tim, Tom. Tim, Tom? It don't matter. Tom, Tom. He's, he's, he's no affiliation other than <laughs> he was their spokesperson. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And I think, I think that's the only what's update aside from Natalia. Okay, so let me do my what's updates okay. because we might have to take a break before we go into the Natalia updates. saga updates. Yeah. Okay. So, uh the updates that I have um is more around the Amber Geiger um is it Geiger? Oh, like um, Geiger counter? Yeah, Geiger yeah. counter. Um so we know that she now, was sentenced. Who's Amber? Amber is the white woman that killed the Dallas cop, Botham Jean. Um, in his apartment, while he was sitting eating ice, ice cream. cream in his own apartment, she claims she went into the wrong apartment. Uh, we know she got she ended up getting ten years. We didn't know that at the time when we talked about the, but uh, the next day she was sentenced. I didn't right. realize it was going to be that quick. Uh, so she only got ten years for that, which mm-hmm. is bullshit in my opinion. Again, there are people serving life for selling cannabis. Uh, yeah. Look at this dude, the doctor. Yeah. 40 years. Yeah. He didn't mean to kill that one chick. Exactly. So a couple interesting uh, things have transpired with with witnesses in the case. So the neighbor who testified. um, One of the star witnesses, right? Yeah, one of the star witnesses. It was uh, his neighbor that testified in the um, trial um, was killed. Um, Uh, Like. A few days after like few she was days sentenced, after. right? Yeah. So this came out on 10-5. Oh, this is from TMZ. Um, so Joshua Brown was discovered Friday night in Dallas after what appears to be a drive-by shooting, according to local reports. Officers reportedly found Joshua on the ground with multiple gunshot wounds at the apartment complex in Turtle Creek. Eyewitnesses told police they saw a silver four-door sedan speeding through the parking lot um, after the co- after the shots rang out. No suspects or motive have been identified yet. Mm. Um, so here's the interesting thing. He was going to be testifying, I'm guessing, in a civil suit against the police because there's oh. a civil suit that's going to be filed or has been filed. So he was, uh, was going to be testifying in that. And now he's dead. Hmm. Okay, Alex Jones. Hmm. What's that? What's I'm cranking saying, up in there? What little gnome um, is working on that I'm wheel of yours? Saying, uh, uh, some people that says here in the article, some people are calling retaliation, revenge, and even assassination. Um, none, of course, has been proven, but folks are running with the theories nonetheless. And <laughs> Dallas PD is investigating. Wow. Well, you know. I mean... We still have uh, indigenous women who've been murdered and killed. Yeah, but this is a pretty big deal. I don't know. Look, 
Giselle Maxwell is a pretty big deal, and she's still MIA. I don't care about her. But I'm just saying. I, care about I don't think they're going to. They're not going to really. Oh, I, I don't think they're probably busting their ass to figure out who. And and to call it a drive-by, right? So right. then they can say, oh, this black man Drug was gunned down. Gone he was sour. probably fill in the blank. Drug yeah. dealer, former gang member. Bloop, bloop, Although bloop, I do watch whatever, that. Do you ever you watch know. that show, um, 48 Hours? Um, I used to, but it just got to be so depressing. I know. It's but, too close to what I, right. I used to do. Right. And then. But I see those guys as really, you know, putting effort in. So, and they always sometimes. say, I always yeah, look sometimes. at, you know, I, every person yeah. deserves justice yeah. regardless. So I'm hoping that this is Let's looked at so. in that manner. But um, uh, I heard on, uh, I don't think it was NPR the other day or. What I was listening to. Oh no, my podcast, the um uh in the thick. It's a Latino oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. um yeah. Uh, people yeah. of color podcast. And they had a recording of Botham's mom, who so there's a big deal also around this case around his brother forgiving Amber. Yeah. And even saying giving she her shouldn't, hug. you know, yeah, that Jean would time. want him to and then the judge getting off the bench and giving her a hug. Yeah. Which I have a I have a huge, I have an article that I'm actually going to talk about in yeah. regards to that. Um, so the mom was saying this needs to be looked into because like she said, she's like, I'm leaving. Apparently I don't think she lives in Dallas, but um, she was saying for all of you who still live here, you need to look into the police's behavior on this. Mm -hmm. Like this is an issue. And if you don't do anything about it, it will continue to happen. Basically speaking about like corruption yeah. and yeah. Yeah. Abuse well, of power. Yeah. yeah. And I have something, an article that I'll be bringing on this okay. issue that she's talking about. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, so the other, uh, what's update uh, around this case was another witness. She's Interesting. alive. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But the woman who filmed the Dallas police officer, um, Amber Geyer, Shoot, I don't think. See, the, the title's a little misleading. This is yeah. from the Atlanta Daily News or Daily World. Um, so she filmed, I think, like the after, you know, yeah. with, the, with the police getting Amber out of the way and yeah. hey, come over here, like all the, the kind of the chaos. Yeah. She didn't film, I don't think, the actual shooting, right? Um, so she's known only as Bunny. The witness has been identified as Bunny and has stated that she recorded Geiger on her cell phone after hearing the fatal shots um, and Botham asking Geiger, why did you shoot me? The video was seized by prosecutors and has not been made, but been seen by the public. In addition, she had was placed under a gag order by the prosecution and cannot discuss the details of the video in public. Despite the fact she is the only witness to the shooting, she has received death threats and now she says she has been fired from her job. According to her, people began contacting the pharmaceutical co company where she worked, claiming that she was radical anti-police and a black extremist. As a result, she claims the company did not want the publicity and fired her as well as revoking the credentials of her profession. What's her profession again? She's pharmaceutical company. So I'm assuming she's like a pharmaceutical rep, probably. They require certificates? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they require some sort of drug dealing certificate. <laughs> <laughs> a legit one. Yeah. Well, I guess she has a lawsuit on her hands. I yeah. mean, if if what she's saying is she right. got fired because the company couldn't take the pressure. Exactly. Um, you know, yeah, no. Uh, you, that's not 
you know, yeah, so you should be protecting your workers. Exactly. You yeah. Know, how can we help you mm-hmm. through this difficult exactly. time? Exactly. Yeah. Because you witnessed something very traumatic. traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but it, you know, you have a black lady. And so, and she's probably used to this kind of stuff anyway. Yeah, you know, you know, that's the thinking. Exactly. You live in that kind of neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You're used to seeing people just, exactly. you know, the get killed bias. and, ugh. All right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back to Natalia and the continuing saga Saga of of the orphan. (laughs) All right, we're back. What do you bring into the table? All right, we're going to go into our final what's up date Mm -hmm. about Uh, Natalia. Natalia. The orphan. Who? Who may or may not be an adult. (laughs) I, I we're still not sure. There's a lot of issues. Well, let's just say from the start, there yeah. is an issue with the with the Daily Mail being the news of record because yeah. they do uh, publicly they they pay people for their stories, yeah. so they're a little bit of a salacious news thing. So not that what they don't report doesn't actually happen right but they're we're one of those that will go out and say and i will say, pay, I'll pay you, you for, for your, your story. story and oh you know about this i'll pay you for what you know yeah. or i'll pay you for your pictures now the other so, thing is so it's kind of like inquire a bit yeah yeah so does that I mean, mean not daily, that they don't daily mail is owner of the story now like of the moms well i mean that theoretically to- yeah i mean they would own initially michelle is it michelle barnett uh yeah who came out and told her story so she sold her story to them so then that means barnett can't go to say extra i mean and say hey i got my story to tell you yeah theoretically i I don't know Hmm. i don't know unless they made unless they i mean it depends on what the deal what the contract deal was yeah like you can't go to anybody else like you have to give us your exclusive yeah you know yeah but she got paid for her original story of you know this dwarf is a psychopath yeah 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 so this the what's update here that we have is from the daily mail that's why we bring up the daily mail so it's an exclusive um and what daily mail um found i guess natalia's mother they went to ukraine and it's it says exclusive daughter forgive me weeping birth mom who gave up ukraine dwarf denies u.s adoptee is an adult sociopath masquerading as a child and reveals she is still only 16. So the bullet points on this is um, the uh, adoptive parents of Natalia Barnett um, have been charged, obviously, with, or they're the ones being charged with neglect for uh, leaving Natalia and moving towards to Canada without her. Um, they claim that Natalia is actually grown up with is a grown-up with violent tendencies yeah (laughs) pretending to be a child because of severe psychiatric illnesses but the mom the bio mom anna valdemir valdemir gava yeah (laughs) she's 40 uh from southern ukraine city of myclovia tells the Daily Mail TV she had to put Natalia up for adoption 16 years ago due to her condition. Anna said, I suffered to give birth to her. Doctors showed her to me and immediately told me that the girl shouldn't be taken home. 
She had complex pathology, short little legs, short little arms. She had no neck. Um, Daily Mail TV viewed a document at the orphanage where Natalia was kept that proved the baby was admitted in October 2003. Anna hopes Natalia will one day make the journey home. She said, I really want to see her. I hope that when she turns 18, she goes to Ukraine and finds me. I would like to hug her um, and apologize is what she said. However, there is, I mean, because you and I were trying to figure out what is the time frame? Because so it, allegedly, it's all jumbly. She was, according to mom, mm-hmm. bio mom, mm-hmm. she was born in 2003, Three. Mm-hmm. which if that is true, she yes. would be 16 right now. Right. And then... I found the stories of the current family that she's living with. Yes. And that appears to be the family that in the original story who said, we want to get guardianship of her. Yeah. And the, um, were they the ones that then backed out later? I No, I think it's, so they were the same ones. Okay. I don't know. Because I mean, remember there was one that was like, hey, we want to get guardianship. And then they backed out. So yeah. I don't know if it was because them. Because then that's when Barnett lady said, hey, she's. Right. Eight, you know, she's 18. So either way, 2013, yeah. and if and if in fact she was born in 2003, mm-hmm. in 2013 she would only have been 10 when this family stepped in and said, oh, we'll take her on. Mm-hmm. And according to what I've read, she is still with them. Okay. Here's my thing, though. Yeah. Is, and we talked about this before we started, mm-hmm. was if the, if the Barnett's went through that testing they it got approved she went into the hospital mm-hmm. there is a whole trail of professionals mm-hmm. that failed natalia if in fact she's only 16 mm-hmm. because she was in a hospital mm-hmm. she was then released from that hospital mm-hmm. she was allegedly 18 and they couldn't force her to stay in the hospital at that point mm-hmm. they could also not force her to continue to take medication mm-hmm. they got her set up on social services so there's a whole other system that agree- agreed, right? They just went along approving everything. Mm-hmm. If this girl was 10 years old at that time, all those systems. And not to mention, you didn't add the account. legal system. Right. Yeah. So all of these systems mm-hmm. that agreed with this were so, fooled. So why are only the Barnett's being the one charged with abandonment? Mm-hmm. You know, there's all these other neglecting agencies and, of neglect. Yeah. Of, how do you release a 10-year-old from the hospital and put her in an apartment? And like you brought up originally, how does a 10-year-old go for like a year living on her own? Right. Making her own meals, going to school. I mean, what? it's possible, right? She wouldn't be going to school because she was allegedly at that point 18. So she didn't have to go to school. So what is she doing? That's the question. What is she doing? All day long. What know. are you doing? Hanging around a know. coffee shop? What? Hanging around the apartment, eating mac and cheese. At 10, you're looking for other kids to play with. And and Michelle mentioned how she always wanted to hang out with the teenagers. Right. Now, I don't think she was born in 1989. I don't don't think she's 30. Yeah. And so the pictures, and I'll post these along with your, you post yours, the pictures of her currently, Mm -hmm. it looks like she could be about 20-something. Like maybe early 20s. Yeah. So... 
if she got if she left the hospital 18 yeah because she couldn't be forced to stay there any longer because mm-hmm. she wasn't at a level where they could take her rights away and say yeah. you know you have to be hospitalized yeah why would she they probably wasn't a danger to was, self or others why would they change it to 1989 that's what i that thought that's Isn't what that, i don't understand yeah that's like that's like two. That's like even in 2010. Uh, yeah, I, I think mean, if you're thinking like, she's 18, why would you go to 1989? Right. That's, that doesn't make that, sense. Either. That seems. Yeah. Suspect. Where's Jason? Where's our human calculator? Yeah. <laughs> what would I mean? Because they supposedly changed the in 2012, they changed her birth certificate to say she was born in 89. So right. from 1989 to 2012. What would that be? How many years is that? Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's do the math here on the calculator here's before. The 2012 minus 1989. What would she? Uh, 23. So they had her at 23. So they were saying when she left the hospital, she would have been 23 in her that, early 20s. Yeah. And see, and that stuff doesn't, because all it said, so part of this timeline on this story here was that. So in 2008, Natalia arrives to the United States. So she spent from 2002 to 2008 in an uh, orphanage in Ukraine. Her first five years. Her first five yes. years, she was in the orphanage. Yes. And then from there, she came to the United States and was adopted by a New Hampshire couple. Right. The Chichones. The Chichones. <laughs> Right, so which Diane I can't and find Gary. anything about yeah. them on the so internet. Diane and Gary, so they had they adopted her. this girl. Yep. The next thing you know, um, in 2012 is where the Barnett story picks up and says, right. "Hey, we have an emergency mm-hmm. adoption. Could you take this girl?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Sure." So this the Chichonas only had her for two years. Right. What was the emergency? All right. Why, why did they give? Her why up? did they give her up? After just two years. And there's no, I can't find anything on why, on them, what, where, where do they come into play in this? What happened? Right. Now, it's not unheard of that people do a, 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 like, especially a foreign adoption where they don't know much about the genetics and what happened and And maybe there's behaviors there that you're just like, oh, and and they just got to a point where like, we can't handle this. We're going to have to give her up to back to the state. Something. And so she ends up back into the, the state adoption system. That was New Hampshire. So then how did she end up into the Florida adoption system? Uh, I don't know. Right. So then the Barnett's get her in 2010. In 2012 is when they do that bone density where they suggest that she is 11 years old. Which would make sense if right? she was born in eighty nine. So, uh, no, if she was eleven in two thousand ten. No, they're saying she was. They did the bone density mm-hmm. in two thousand twelve, and it suggested she was eleven. Eleven, two thousand twelve, eleven. So seven. Yeah, that would make more sense because then seven years later, like right now, she mm-hmm. would be around eighteen. Okay, so. But then in 2012, the same year, the court decision declares Natalia was an adult born in 1989. And that's the, that to me is, that's a huge jump. Yeah. That's a huge jump. From bone density saying you're 11. Yeah. To now, what would have, uh, in 2012, how old would she have been in uh, 1989 to 2012? 
Miss Twenty Three. <laughs> I I I just and that's when she was that when she first went into the hospital or when she they left her. Uh, no, in two thousand thirteen, that's when they left her. So the Barnetts so, leave for Canada, rent an Italian apartment in Lafayette, Indiana, mm -hmm. cutting off all communication with her. Mm -hmm. So that's what I'm saying is somewhere all these systems also mm -hmm. are neglectful. Yeah. Because they went along with the story. And if, in fact, that this girl was not 23 mm -hmm. in 2013 or 24, mm -hmm. right, um, she would have more as a child mm -hmm. and so the systems itself would have been like wait you know this she, there's no way she could be 24 because she's acting like a, a 10, 10 year, old. year old or 11 year old or whatever right yeah like because the, the allegation is she was nine when they abandoned her right, right. i mean that's right the, that's yeah yeah that's what so they were saying all these agencies mm -hmm. never stepped in and said i think this is a child like this is not a 20 year old right it wasn't until, how did we, how did they, where did this police come into play to say, yes, there was an abandonment? Was that when the the new it's, family it decided said, to take guardianship? And yeah, say, so it said in two, okay, so the Barnetts leave for Canada, rent an Italian apartment, and then in 2000, in, somewhere in between 2013, 2016, uh, the couple Antoine and Cynthia Bishop Manns come into Natalia's life. So how that's what I want. Yeah. So how somewhere in between there come into Natalia's life. And then they said in 2016, the bishops filed to become Natalia's legal guardians during uh, describing her as an alleged incapacitated person who was 13 or 14 years old. Hmm. You know, as an incapacitated person, what would that mean? Now that means unable to like care for yourself. So now the, here's the story. Like the last story was strictly the ladies, Miss Barnett's right. story. Yes. That so she we didn't hear from the, the state to say, uh, yeah, in right. fact, she was getting checks. Right. You know, and yeah, there's no Social confirmation. Security. Yeah, there's that's, none that's of that. True, that's true. Because you know. all she said was she told that she set her up on state services, right? But no, that we've never confirmed. The state has never confirmed that. Yes, in fact, yes. she was receiving yeah uh, disability, and that there was and a case open. So it's that. very. I mean, it's highly likely they could have just said, "But I'm like, you're going to live in this apartment. It's paid for. Bye bye." Right. And here's some money in the account. Right. And then she spun it to say, oh, no, she was set up on services and blah, blah, blah. And but those are things that could be easily, like, there you leave a paper Oh, yeah. Trail. No, that's so the yeah, state's going to, you, you know, confirm or deny. Right. That, we just, yes, she was on services. Or these yeah. journalists just haven't investigated or at least have, maybe they are. I don't know. Somebody better be digging Somebody. into this. Maybe we should dig into it. <laughs> Let's start making some calls. Something. But I'm like, it's, it's just... Nuts. And the photos of the of her with the Antoine uh, Mann's family, mm -hmm. you know, we looked at them and it's there's a I mean, I would say that she could be in her later teens, early 20s in these pictures. Yeah. So now here's the funny part, too, you know, is so I said 2016, the bishop's man's a file to become Natalia's legal guardians, describing her as an alleged incapacitated person who is 13 or 14. Mm -hmm. Right. So they, 
I don't know. Three years later is when they charged the Barnetts. I'm sorry. I just sneezed. Sorry. Three years later, they charged the Barnetts with abandonment. That's see, that's what I want to understand. That's what I'm curious about is how did the legal system decide now we're going to charge in 2019 for child abandonment that happened in 2016? Happened in 2000. Yeah. Or before 2013. Yeah. Because in 2016, they filed for guardianship. Yeah. And why, did, so you why did anybody you guardianship else? of a person that's over 18? Yeah, but it's true. So, and maybe that's what happened because the paperwork says, no, this girl's over 18. And so then the, the, the wheels start churning and like, well, we don't think she is. We think she's only a teenager. The girl is saying and I'm so, 13. Yeah. So maybe she's like, no, I'm only this. So if when they left her, she was nine, uh-huh. that was 2013. That's six years later. Six plus nine is 15. Mm-hmm. They allege that she would only be 15 right now, 15 yeah. or 16. And I don't know whose timeline this is because Daily Mail doesn't say who made up right. this timeline. Because this timeline doesn't really jive with what the adoptive mom Barnett said. Because remember, Barnett said, I've had communication with her because there was somebody else who was going to step in yes. and then that and was they, canceled. They s- because said no, yes. they withdrew it, but didn't want to say why. Right. And she said, and at that point there was nothing I could do to get her help. Right. So because she was saying she's an adult and I can't make her take her right. meds. I can't make so her So somewhere anything. between 2013 to 2006. My question is, what is the ex-husband saying? Because they're divorced. Right. They the ex-husband at- is saying it, the story that my, but then again, he, what's he going to say? No, we did. Leave. I mean, and he did, the police said he did say, yes, the police, but and then he his said, attorney that's not said that's not true. Yeah. That he never Which said we that. Know, so, you know, this continues to be yeah. a puzzling, puzzling case that we will continue to follow very closely, very closely because it's, I want to hear from these Supposed, I, I want to be a freelance journalist and start making some phone calls. <laughs> be like, look, we got a podcast. Yeah, we, Give us an exclusive. We, we need to know what's happening. Right. Let's when get the exclusive public records. <laughs> <laughs> I'm willing to do one of those public record searches um, and pay for, what at 99 cents or <laughs> to see 995. Where are the chichones we can at? Find out. Hey, can we get a hold of the chichones? Hey, chichones. Say, why did you? <laughs> Why did you leave her? What happened in 2000, whatever? Yeah. That you, you discovered like, the bush? No, I don't want. Because that's the other thing is that according to Michelle, she was having a period. Mm-hmm. She had full pubic hair. And at that age, I mean, unless something was some yeah. hormonal thing happened in her genetics. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's but possible. Then again, I'm like, but why would they like if the bone density came back that the girl was 11? Oh, you didn't mention about the bone density doctor being dead. Oh, yeah, that was another. That was another yeah. article. So, so the original dude who said 1989. No, the one for the prosecutors oh, for the state for the current. Yes, now saying she's not. Yes, that she was. What I said, she was 11 mm-hmm. or something like that. He's the one that died. So we can't even talk to him. No, no. Did he die mysteriously? Uh, let's see. Um, everything Maybe the we know Barnett's about that. I know. <laughs> uh, probably, huh? So it says um, this. So this article was, you know, just kind of recapping um, just the case because yeah. it's so bizarre. And there's just like so many things that 
you know, that you're like, what? When did this? Yeah. What year? You know, it was just odd. Um, so let's see. Into that, uh, they rented. Okay, so where is it? Why? What do the police say? So um, they say the police say. Oh, here it is. Uh, <laughs> although Kristen told the Daily Mail that a bone density test conducted after Natalia's 2010 adoption pegged her for 14, the probable cause affidavit reviewed by BuzzFeed News stated that Dr. Riggs at Peyton Manning Children's Hospital estimated that same year that she was approximately eight years old. A Dr. Andrew Riggs, who worked at the hospital, died last week. Those are in parentheses. Mm. Medical records also show that in 2012, a skeletal survey at the same time at the same hospital found Natalia to be around 11 years old. So, see, it's like all of these. It's a mystery. It's like, what is bone density not a scientific? I mean, I maybe it's like approximations. How much approximations? Like, I, what's the give and take question. range? And, and with someone who has the uh, dwarfism. dwarfism that she has, that there, I mean, that in and of itself, the the people that have dwarfism have bone issues anyway yeah so is it a thing where it can't be as accurate as someone who doesn't have it because there's so much difference in their calcification and right. all that so that could be an issue too so the affidavit said michael barnett which is the adopted father confirmed to police on september 5th of this year that the court changed natalia's birth year from 2003 to 1989 he also he also said Kristen told Natalia to tell people that Kristen. she was actual Kristen that she was actually 22. Michael allegedly admitted to police that he and Kristen knew doctors at Peyton Manning Children's Hospital determined determined that Natalia was a child according to the affidavit and they believed Natalia was a minor when the family relocated to Canada and left that's what he told the police, right? But however, Michael's his attorney came back and said, and no, said hell no, said he never said yeah. that. That he well, never course, said that she was a child. Of course his attorney's going to say that because mm -hmm. if, if in fact that he did say that, that's culpable. Right. So his attorney probably jumped and said, no, he didn't say that. He didn't right. say that. Because you, what are you going to defend at that point? Right. So he may have actually said it. Right. So but it then says, his attorney jumped in and said, and no, he didn't. No, he didn't. didn't. So it says, does anyone know how old Natalia is? And the, this article says, that's the million dollar question. Mm -hmm. Nobody can get an answer to, to this question so far. Because adoption cases are sealed by the courts in the state of Indiana, documents related to Natalia's age aren't publicly available. Um, Natalia now lives with the man's family in Indiana who did not respond. So the man's family aren't responding. Um, a family attorney who was appointed the legal guardian at Lightham uh, for uh, Natalia um, when the man's petition to become Natalia's legal guardian in 2016 told BuzzFeed that while working on the guardianship case, it was quickly apparent that she had to become involved in a separate case involving Natalia's age. She said her impression of Natalia at the time was that she was a teenager, likely in her mid-teens. Sorensen declined to comment further, citing the confidentiality of the case involving Natalia's age. So the attorney that was appointed uh, 
the family attorney that was appointed for the man's, that's who she's saying is her involvement. It was apparent that Natalia was a teen, mm-hmm. but a grown woman could pretend to be a teen. Well, and I mean, a 20 a, a some year old could potentially come across as a teen as well. Right. Like a case summary re- reviewed by Buzzfeed news shows that the man manzies dropped their guardianship petition in early 2018, but photos of the family on Facebook indicate Natalia is still very much in their lives. Hmm. Interesting. Why would they drop the guardianship? Because she's old? Because they can't prove that she needs guardianship if she's over 18. Yeah. They would have to prove that she's unable to care for herself. Yeah. Woo-wee. So it says in a letter dated October 24th, 2016, that was obtained by local news outlet, um, Michael's unnamed primary care doctor said that Natalia's birth year in the Ukrainian birth certificate that the Barnett's were first given was clearly inaccurate. Over time, it became increasingly apparent that the patient is substantially older than she claimed to be, the letter read. Natalia has made a career of perpetuating her age facade. She has continued to fool those who have the best intentions. So this was a letter from one of the doctors that uh, she. Wow. Yeah. So this is like, and and we haven't even covered uh, the whole, she was trying to kill mm-hmm. and poison. Oh mom, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So I would, I would wonder like, okay, if that, if that was in fact true, has she tried to kill anybody in her new family? Is she acting any of the way that was, you know, quote unquote sociopathic with that family? Yeah. You know, uh, nobody's saying nothing. Yeah. Nobody is speaking now. Yeah. So we're not letting this one drop. No, we're going to keep bringing to the table till we know the truth. Till we know how old she really is. Zero, what are you bringing to the table? We're about getting to the bottom of shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This, I mean, my eyes are like the Google, you know, just Googling all over the place because you know, it's hard to follow this because it's like you're going. I think it's googly. Not is it googly? Googles. <laughs> googly. You know. Your eyes are googling it. I, I, yeah. <laughs> well, I am kind of yeah. googly. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it's, it's nice. It's, I mean, I'm on the fence as to whether, I don't think she's 30. I'm think, a, I'm off of that. Like, yeah. I, there's no way she's a yeah. person 30. Yeah. Uh, from the photos, she looks like she could be early 20s. Later teens. Yeah. Um, I think there's some system faults here because if she was in fact at a hospital, unless, you know, unless fucking Christine is lying, I've been calling her Michelle the whole time, but unless Christine is lying because she can't deal with the guilt of dumping a 10 year old. Yeah. But she, you'd have to have, I mean, she's got documents. Who's the judges? How do I know if those are true? Well, that's that's true too. I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, we we got to suspect her story because she sold it to the Daily Mail. Yeah, uh, but remember, the Daily Mail had the documents, like the legal documents, the doctor's letter. I mean, you could fake all that you stuff. Could fake I mean, all I'm that sure stuff. you could absolutely. But fake all with that court stuff. court stuff, you, if she said she oh, has no access, I'll, to... I'll give you all the the paperwork that I have. Mm-hmm. You pay me such and such amount of money to get it signed. 
No. Like she falsified all these documents. So she oh, had all oh, this. oh, yeah. And the Daily Mail says, well, how do you, do you have any proof of this? And she says, here, here's, here's all the legal documentation. Right. But I but would if it's think. Our, it's falsified. I would think as a journalist, you'd have to get. the Daily Mail. They well, just, they're salacious. Then, they're right. a little bit salacious. So well, that's, the, that's how they're the a little easy bit problematic. The thing to do is, would be to go to the courthouse and say, I'd like to pull Yeah, these. pull a public record and see if there's a if judge. Because there signature. would be record of a judge. Yeah you know changing the birth certificate or things were changed yeah and that kind of stuff a filing there'd be a court filing you know right or Um, even you know dd services hey yeah i I mean yeah there'd be something so this this kid wasn't just dumped there and what given a debit card and said go fend for yourself yeah she was set up with social services which she would have got a check every month onto a debit card something because that's how they usually that's how they do it is um and there there would be some back there'd so, be some you know paper so the, paper the state should have a a record of her being on right services right so this is gonna go to trial i would think yeah. somebody's gonna you know somebody's gonna, playing chicken here yeah and we're gonna find yeah. out who all right well we gotta take a break because that was a 20 dun, dun, plus dun. minute uh segment on the uh, what's up date again. of natalia that girl's taking to up To be our continued. All right, we'll be right back. All right. Back. We are back. We are back. Hello. To, what are you bringing to the table? Okay. We haven't even started our stories. No. Uh, we had 40 minutes of what update? What's updates? Yep. Uh, oh, we haven't even done impeachment watch. Oh, Let me yeah, do impeachment yeah. watch okay. really quick. Um, so impeachment watch. Um, I'm taking this from CNN. Um and I'm just doing the five key developments impeachment inquiry so far. Uh, so we have a White House letter. Um, the White House sent a blistering letter to the congressional Democrats this afternoon. In it, Trump's lawyers said that President and his administration won't cooperate in any ongoing impeachment inquiry, argue, arguing that the proceedings amount to an illegitimate effort to overturn the 2016 elections. Did, yeah. Does he know? Do they know how the government works? No. Does, you don't get to choose. Yeah. Because you think that it's like that's you just like you, you don't get to choose. Yeah. That's like you committed, or even maybe just not. Uh, let's say the DA. Yeah. Press charges on yeah. you. You don't get you to say don't I'm get not going to. Gonna, yeah. I'm not participating yeah. in your you little get, fake investigation. You get a subpoena. You got to do. You got to follow go a subpoena. Up, yeah. And if you don't, you get arrested. Right. And that's what would happen to any normal Joe Blow. Right. So speaking of subpoena, subpoena was issued. House Democrat issued a subpoena for U.S. Ambassador to European Union Gordon Sondland after the State Department directed him not to testify before Congress this morning. The subpoena demanded Sondland turnover documents by October 14th and appear for a deposition on October 16th. Uh, focus on another Trump phone call. CNN reports that Sondland called Trump to find out what was going on after the top diplomat in Ukraine, Bill Taylor, raised concerns in a text Sondland, to Sondland about withholding assistance, according to a source with knowledge. Trump emphatically told him, no quid pro quo, the source said. Fucking mm-hmm. uh, crazy Giuliani is out there. Uh, was invited to the Hill, Republican Senator Lindsey Graham, ugh, God, his little snake-ass face, um, extended an invitation to Trump's personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani, to appear before a Senate Judiciary Committee. In a tweet, Graham said that he was, he has 
heard on numerous occasions disturbing allegations by Giuliani about corruption in Ukraine. In response to the invite, Giuliani told CNN, love Lindsay, but I still am, but I'm still a lawyer and will have to deal with privilege. So allegedly because he's in attorney privilege. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah. And then the Ukraine call, the White House official who listened to listened in on Trump's July call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky characterized the conversation as quote crazy, quote frightening, and was described as shaken by the call, according to the memo written by the whistleblower behind the recent intelligent community report about conversations flagged with to Congress. Mm. So that's the most recent, uh, as of four hours ago. Um, so basically, it's watch inquiry. The White House is saying we're not participating. Yeah, they're in they're going to say they're going to fold around. I'm not doing it. Yeah. Um. So I wish we could all do that, right? Exactly. I wish the what the Barnetts could do that, right? I'm um, not going to be participating in your fake scam of, you know. Yeah. Um, there is at least one GOP um, challenger out there saying that uh, Trump should trust the American people to see the truth if there's nothing to hide. So there's a couple GOPers that are like, dude, if you saying, ain't got nothing hey, to hide, right? Isn't that what they already say? Care? If you ain't got nothing to hide, what, right. you, what are you afraid to talk about? Yeah. He's got everything to hide. All right. He, yeah. Anyways. Um, this is going to, the thing about this is this is a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, people are probably thinking, oh, this will be wrapped up in a couple of weeks. This could go clear into next year during the elections. And I think in part, that's what I think. This is my personal viewpoint of it, is that they're trying to bring up enough stuff mm -hmm. that as the 2020 election comes in, people will start seeing for what he is and that'll sway people not to vote for him or he will eventually resign before the election. Yeah. I don't think he'll resign yeah. because this dude is like beyond like narcissism. Nuts. Like he is like, I mean, he keeps doing things to try to pull the tension away from it, you know, like threatening Turkey. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's like, look over here because he knows no people are coming after. Him, right. You know, I, I really believe that Trump believes he's untouchable. That's oh, yeah. why he keeps doing and saying the things that he's doing, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I think that anybody else. Look, OK, let's just let's just take Bill Clinton. If he let's just take his thing. Exactly. He lied. He lied about. He lied. That's right. That's what he mm -hmm. lied about. And that's how they and got yet, for lying. They went earth. through the whole process mm -hmm. of impeachment. Yep. He participated yep. in all of this. Yeah. You know, and one of the things that get on my nerves is Ken Starr. Mm -hmm. Ken Starr was the was the prosecutor who was it, or you know investigating yep. the whole yep. thing, and yet his his ass is consistently supporting Trump. Exactly, and I'm like, dude, you know how these go. So mm -hmm. I don't understand why you're. You, anyway, I could go. Yeah, I, I I'm just tired of this fool. I want him out. Mm -hmm. I want some peace. We have had no peace in the last freaking three years. No, it's been, it's been from one outrageous thing. I would after encourage another. people as much as to listen to our podcast, listen to in the thick podcast. Yeah. It's a, it, they have some great people who know a lot more about like Ukraine and 
And it's all, all about money. This. And so they they break it down really good. Mm-hmm. They they're they're on impeachment watch as well. So um I just wanted to bring it to the table since I mentioned it originally and I'm staying up on the story. All right. All you right. Stay up on it because I am like, I don't even want to listen to his. <laughs> I just want my voter pamphlet, my ballot. That's all. Send me my ballot now. Yeah. I'm ready to vote now. That's right. Uh all right, so my first story comes from Fox 12, Oregon. Okay. Although it's uh, not, uh, you know, it's just republished okay. from CNN. Okay. So this one, a 21-year-old was sentenced to 10 days in jail after he overslept for jury duty. Oh, yeah, I saw this. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeAndre this. Somerville was selected to serve on the civil jury in August, but when he overslept for the trial... He had to spend 10 days in jail despite not having a criminal record. The Mm -hmm. 20-year-old from West Palm Beach, Florida, was summoned for a hearing in court last month. A circuit court judge asked Somerville why he didn't show up to the civil trial for which he had been sworn in as a juror. I just said, sir, honestly, I overslept and I didn't understand the seriousness of this. He asked me if I had a criminal record. I said, sir, I've never been arrested, Somerville uh, told CNN affiliate. Judge John, and I'm not, Costanza, Costanza, found Somerville in direct contempt of court. Documents show Somerville didn't contact the court to explain his absence. The judge wrote in a court order and his failure to show up delayed the trial for 45 minutes. The judge originally sentenced Somerville to 10 days in jail, 150 hours of community service, a written apology of at least 100 words, a year of probation, and $233 in fees, according Mm. to court records. Mm -hmm. Somerville's case prompted outrage on social media with many people calling his punishment disproportionate to the offense and pointing out that having a misdemeanor on his record would affect his employment prospects. Yep. Somerville appealed the sentence in court on Friday, but not before he had already spent 10 days in jail. Before my hearing, I walked into the courtroom a free man with no criminal record, Somerville said in court on Friday. I left a, I left a criminal in handcuffs. Friends and family vouch for Somerville's character in Friday's hearing, noting that he helps care for his disabled grandfather and has been involved in volunteer efforts in his community. Um, Somerville apologized in a letter to the judge. This was an immature decision that I made, and I paid the price for my freedom, Somerville said, reading from his letter. Uh, Costanza ultimately (laughs) decided to reduce Somerville's probation, but the judge maintained that Somerville had committed a serious offense. I came to the conclusion it was deserving of punishment. Good people make bad mistakes. Instead of a year of probation, Somerville will now serve just three months, according to the court records. His 150 hours of community service were reduced to 30 which includes reporting the jury office once a week to give a 10-minute talk on the importance of jury duty. Somerville's public defender asked the judge to throw out the case. According to WPTV, court records show the judge withheld Somerville's Somerville's conviction and that the station reported the judge said he would entertain a motion in the future to drop the charge. So, instant update. Okay. As of yesterday... 
the order was vacated. Really? So, what does it say? After, Where's the source? Uh, so this is WPTV in um, West Palm Beach. Okay. Um, judge rescinds punishment for man who failed to appear for jury service. Um, after a weekend of reflection, judge can't stand you. Um, said he came to conclusion that Somerville's apology was moving, sincere, and heartfelt. He wrote, I know he has totally, I know he has been totally rehabilitated. What? what by, uh, over the weekend? Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the judge has also, also wrote, upon Rehab- reflection, I know, I, I know, I know, I know. Upon reflection, that redemption should be immediately rewarded by vacating any finding of contempt. In his ruling, the judge said, given the abundant publicity surrounding Mr. Somerville's case, I have concluded that the importance and seriousness of a sworn juror abiding by the law has been made clear. As a result, the judge said his findings of contempt and sentence of probation for Somerville is vacated and rescinded. He already spent 10 days in jail. Damage has been done. Right. Trauma has been done. Right. Where Where is his relief for his trauma of, he fucked up. Right. He fucked up. Right. Yes, he was a sworn juror. He was 45 minutes late. Like, it's not, not like he fucked up the whole day and then never show back up. Yeah. Like, he obviously, like, they had like to issue a warrant like, of oh, some sort. Oh, God, man, I gotta go. And yeah. got probably got there as soon as he could. Yeah. Was clearly remorseful when he showed up. Yeah. Prepared to apologize, made an apology, and this freaking judge I had to go there. Yep. I had to go there. Because as a young black man, he just automatically assumes it was up to no good. It wasn't, you know. <laughs> oh, either that or I, you know, I was yeah. talking to somebody and I was like, either that or that judge was like, oh, you're the only uh, black mm-hmm. male who's never seen the inside of a prison. Yep. We got to change that. Fucking Florida. Right. No, I was, you know, to me, it's like, Again, over and disproportionate. You already, we, mm-hmm. we're not even yeah. like back in the 80s yeah. where we're like barely coming up with research on yep. disproportionate, you know, sentencing the communities of color yeah. or people of color. We're in 2019 where the struggle and reform yeah. is happening. Yep. So you judge, you Just know. Set us back. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but yeah. that's the clear example mm-hmm. of what is happening in our criminal justice exactly. system that you walk into a court as a person of color and free as a bird definitely treated. And not only that, but you're doing a civil exactly. duty. Yeah. Like the dude signed right. up, he showed up, he was mm-hmm. there. Exactly. It wasn't like he went out there and committed some kind of crime and right. he's, he's coming to, this is, we're all doing our civil duty. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. show us some leniency. If, I must, if my, my, uh, alarm doesn't go off, right. like that happens. Exactly. Crap happens. Exactly. There could have been an accident on the road for all we, but the mm-hmm. kid told you the truth. I overslept. Yep. yep. I'm sorry, your honor. Exactly. That's what I'm saying is he didn't walk in there all obstinate uh, yeah. and like, whatever yeah. I'm here. Right. You know, or just skip out completely. Disgusting. He obviously overslept, got up as soon as he could, yeah. got dressed, got put together, came with an apology in hand. Yeah. And it's then disgusting. ends up in handcuffs and in jail. Disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Disgusting. Uh, yeah, All right. Yeah. Um, so let's go with my first story is from Fox 12 uh, here in Oregon. Uh, women are stressed 
burning out at an alarming rate, new study finds. Oh. Wow. I can relate already. (laughs) Are your ears perked up? Speak to me. Um, A new study published Thursday found that American women are experiencing burnout and stress at an alarming rate. A study conducted by Meredith Corporation and the Harris Poll found that women across generations feel more stressed, tired, overwhelmed, anxious, and burned out across every aspect of their lives in the past, um, and significantly more so than their male counterparts. A study surveyed 2015 U.S. adults, including 1,036 women spanning four generations, including Gen Z, Millennials, Gen Xers, and Boomers. Burnout is the official medical diagnosis, is an official medical diagnosis, according to the World Health Organization. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. did not. I could be, no, I could be diagnosed. That it was official. Yeah. Um, According to the study, 48% of women said their burnout stress is so extreme that it keeps them up at night. 49% of women said that they work, that a work-life balance is a myth. Mm-hmm. 67% of Generation Z women born after 1995 said the way things are going, I don't know how I'm going to cope with the stress if it continues at this pace. Mm-hmm. 81% of women say society glorifies being busy. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. Mm-hmm. The study found that men and women feel similar levels of burnout at work, but women are much more likely to experience burnout at home with their social lives as parents and as parents. Nearly two thirds, 63% of women said that after handling all of their family's needs in the morning, I feel like I've worked an entire day before I get before to getting to the office. Mm-hmm. An alarming 73% of the sandwich generation agreed that, with that statement, women who are responsible for children and an older parent at the same time. Mm. Taking care of family members plays a huge role in burnout, um, in the rate burnout rate of women. Uh, when discussing family, the study found that 77% of women said they prioritize, prioritize their family needs over their own. 60% yeah. of women said that one person they never have enough time for is themselves. Right. 67% of women said that they could they could say no more often. 54% said they often feel guilty when they take, when they need to take a break or rest. <laughs> yeah. When, discuss- when did we just talk about that? See, we just talked yep. about this. When discussing social media, love, hate was the top word used by women to describe their relationship with social media. The study found that women could get just one extra, if women could just get one extra hour of free time each week. 37, 35% said they would give up all social media for a month. 37% said they would give up alcohol. So this is if they could just get one extra one hour. One extra hour a yeah. week. Yeah. So if I could just get one extra hour for myself yeah. a week, I would give up. 35% said they would give up social media for a month. 37 said they would give up alcohol. 25% said they would give up sex. 24% said they would give up chocolate. To combat stress and burnout, 73% of women have added or are considering adding wellness slash workout regiment to their routine, although this can become just another thing on women's stressful exactly. to-do list. Yeah. A further combat to further combat burn burnout, 65% mm-hmm. of women said they have taken or are considering taking a break from social media. And then there's the Okay, uh, so why to- are you stressed about so I mean what if I'm tired of social media, I'm getting off social media. What it's hard though. Uh, it, it's hard for some but, people to put uh, it down. Right. But if it's creating stress, 
but there's also that dopamine hit that you get when you get likes. Wow. It's like gambling. Wow. I mean, the, the algorithms and everything is created just like the gambling machines. Wow. Is that every so often it'll give you a boost of dopamine. So then you yeah. feel good, right? So you post something, you get likes, that spikes your dopamine, you feel better. Right. Mm -hmm. But then you find an article or nobody likes your pictures or whatever, you know, happens and then you're down again. And then all of a sudden, bing, 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 you win again. And so it becomes this dopamine uh, loop that happens just like playing machines, just like playing video games. All of it's the same. Yeah. Wow. So what would you give up for one hour hour for you? I know what's going to happen. Let, no, let me no, just not put, what's gonna happen. No, no, no. no. no but here, here's here's the thing. What would you give up? Zip. I'm gonna give up zip. You know why? <laughs> because that hour is gonna go to a kid, a this, a that. It ain't gonna go to me. I I I don't even have enough hours to go <laughs> to everybody else. Like what I have to work on is for me to be able to say, I'm just going to do me today mm-hmm. and push out the guilt. Mm-hmm. Like if if men can do whatever they want without feeling guilty that they have a family at home or kids, whatever, why can't I do that? You know, right. why can't I have the same? I'm pushing that out. My kid's fine. My kid, da da da. Mm-hmm. But it's it's always about oh, I got to do the laundry. My kid needs, you know, mm-hmm. I got to do this. I got to do that. And if I don't do those things, I feel guilty. Cause I'm enjoying myself and I'm like, well, I got to do those things. Mm-hmm. Like I have to get that done and I'm sitting here enjoying myself doing, you know, my hobby or my playing disc golf, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, there's it, it's in condition that that's where we as women have. Yeah, to I mean, it said right there, it's glorified. There's a glorification of busy in our society. Yeah. And you have to, I mean, you have yeah. to, otherwise you're going to have laundry up to the hilt. And you so know you what I feel the most, the right. What you would, would be, think what that. would be worse? What would be bad about that though? Nothing would be bad other than that guilt that I would feel like, oh man. And then the work of, I got more work now because now I got to spend a whole day as opposed to an hour. Yeah. So to do, but again, it's that, uh, it's that condition of it is like, it's my job to do all the laundry when reality is. It's not no, my job you got to do how the many other people in your home. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, that but are the all capable of doing the conditioning right. is it's your job to do mm-hmm. that. Like yeah. that's the conditioning that you have. That's to, why we have to smash the patriarchy. That but that's what I'm that's saying. what's it, conditioned you to believe that. It's like the Pavlov. The patriarchy spell. has conditioned you to believe that, that you it's my have to do that. That's your responsibility. Yeah. Because we've done it for forever. The patriarchy has yeah. conditioned you. Right. So if we smash that patriarchy yeah. and say, fuck you, I'm not doing this shit anymore. Fuck your Puritan patriarchy. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do me and I'm going to, I mean, it's easier said than done. But it's easy for it me because, because I don't you know have why? children. I've already and I don't conditioned, have to, you know, worry I've about already that. conditioned everybody in my household exactly. to expect that of me. So, so if mom went on strike. And, and I have to, again, work on my own psyche mm-hmm. of saying, do not feel the guilt. Do mm-hmm. not feel the guilt. Do mm-hmm. not feel the guilt. But the reality is the guilt is there because again, the conditioning is mm-hmm. that's your job. It's the patriarchy. You, you yeah. got to do that. Yeah. So I, that's un, you have to unlearn that stuff. So, okay. Put aside that mm-hmm. that hour would be 
given for something else. Yeah. Okay. Try well, to try to up? put yourself into a fantasy land where that <sighs> hour would be just yours. You wouldn't have guilt. You would. It was a guilt-free hour. What would you give up for that hour? Let's see. What would I give up for an additional hour? I'd give up my dogs. <laughs> that is not. You can't pick that. You can't pick that. <laughs> hey, you asked me. Okay. I'd give up my dogs. <laughs> okay. Let's go back to the study. Out of those. What would you give up? Out of let's those, put it that way. Um, what would you give up? Out of those things. So what? What? what uh, social media. Social media. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I. Here's my reality. You're a I social media person. I don't live in that same guilt bubble. Mm-hmm. But one, I don't have kids, so I don't. Mm-hmm. I've never had that conditioning. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Do, I mean, Andy's a grown man. Mm-hmm. If he needs to eat, he'll eat. Mm-hmm. If I make some peas on it, he'll figure it out. Yeah. You know, there's there's. There's, it's common for me to have something different to eat because mm-hmm. I don't want to eat what he wants and he doesn't want to eat what I've made and I make it for myself because I'm, you know, trying to yeah. whatever eat. Do you guys do each other, uh, your own laundry? Do we, we do our laundry? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not a neat freak at mm-hmm. all. Like, I don't give a fuck if I have a fucking pile of laundry that's mm-hmm. going to take me a day or more to do. Mm-hmm. I have lots of clothes because of that. <laughs> no, for real. Like, <laughs> I think that's why it has, because I would just buy new clothes. Yeah. Because I don't want to do laundry. Yeah. I mean, judge me if you will, yeah. uh, being a messy Marvin, but yeah. I don't let that, because we, because we talked about this before. Yeah. We only have our weekends. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you do one thing for fun and then you want to, you want to relax. Yeah. Right. You want to actually recharge and relax. Mm-hmm. And then maybe spend some time, like for me, with my loved one, my mm-hmm. spouse. I want to do something with him. Your weekend is gone. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. Fast. And yeah. so if chores don't get done, I don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah. Well, I, I do. I mean, I can't if, live. If you, for me, it's like you, I can't live like that. And that's, I mean, you that's know. your conditioning. And that's, yeah. you know, probably family of origin stuff. And, yeah. you know. If I if I gave something up, like if okay, you you wanted to force me to give something yeah. up, I'd probably say chocolate. Oh yeah, wouldn't like be that hard. Yeah. yeah, it's not that big of a I, thing for me. That's a big thing for me. I like yeah. Well, I mean, obviously M&Ms. for people, other people, because only twenty four percent of people would give up yeah. chocolate. I ain't giving up chocolate. The winner in this was was uh, alcohol, which surprises me because huh. there's a lot of wine wine women that are. I need my Whiny glass women? of wine. Yeah, I'm not a wine either. Um, how, how, what's your next story? How, how hard is oh, it? How deep uh, is it? Baltimore is about to throw out 800 criminal convictions. Here's why. Oh, all right. Well, get yeah. into it, but we might, I might have to pause you if we start to run well, out of time. Let's go to break right all now. All right. Then we're going to break. Yeah. We'll be right back. <laughs> all right. We're back to, what are you bringing to the table? And we got a big one. Yeah. You got a big is. one. Okay. This is settle in and get ready. Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. Right? Is about to throw oh, what's your out. Source? Oh, uh, this is L- Set your source. L E T Let. L E T. L E T. Like L E T dot L E T. Yeah. Um, so it says that uh, Baltimore is about to throw out eight hundred criminal convictions. Here's why. Baltimore is about well. 
convictions after state attorney Marilyn Mosby listed nearly two dozen officers that she found untrustworthy within the system. Um, what began as a group of eight police officers from a task force who were convicted of crimes involving planting evidence, falsifying reports has grown into 22 officers that mm. Mosby says can't be trusted. Now, the other thing is with this, uh, um, Marilyn Mosby mm -hmm. is there's big push to kick her out because of this case regarding Keith Davis. Okay. Um, like that she's pursuing, like this is the fourth trial of Keith Davis for this attempted murder. I think uh, maybe about a month ago he was convicted, but it's kind of like the same thing is like you're convicting the jury convicted with some officers that have been known to be okay. untrustworthy. Yeah. So the Baltimore Sun said that the 22 officers named in Mosby's request to the court Three officers are still on the department's payroll. Robert Hankard, a detective in central Baltimore who is currently suspended. Kenneth Ivory, a sergeant in southwest Baltimore. And Jason Gorodano, a sergeant in the citywide robbery unit. Uh, ten other officers have since resigned. One officer was fired and one retired. The state attorney says she has no choice but to ask the courts to throw out their conviction, saying the integrity of the cases has been compromised. Mm. When you have sworn police officers involved in egregious and longstanding criminal activities, such as planting guns and drugs, stealing drugs and mm. money, selling drugs, making illegal arrests and bringing false charges, our legal and ethical obligation in the pursuit of justice leaves us no other recourse but to right the wrongs of unjust convictions associated with corrupt police officers, Mosby wrote in an email. Mosby is looking at every individual case tied to the notorious gun trace task force, along with the 14 other officers she expressed distrust in. Now she's looking at overturning convictions and throwing out as many as 800 criminal cases. Woo. Now Mosby's office is submitting papers for charging dis for changing or for charging dismissal in approximately 200 cases a week with hearings taking place each afternoon. A judge a judge's decision on the outcome of the case is expected to be presented next month. Authorities say that body cam footage was integral in the investigation into eight Baltimore officers. That same footage was used to convict the officers of some serious charges. All eight were found guilty of racketeering, armed robbery, selling drugs, falsifying overtime, and planting evidence on These suspects. These were all police officers. Yes. Holy shit. And planting evidence on suspects they arrested. Sources say that only one member of the GTTF task force was found to not be involved in the shady tactics. Police corruption is a hindrance to public safety, puts the lives of hardworking and dedicated officers at risk, and limits our ability to prosecute to deliver justice, Mosby wrote. Former Detective Jamil Rayam, 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 was just one of the eight officers to be convicted of some serious crimes back in May. Rayam was said to have committed 15 robberies over eight years, and prosecutors say he stole $79,000. Rayam schemed to steal money, property, and narcotics by detaining victims, entering residences, 
conducting traffic stops, and swearing out false search warrant affidavits, the U.S. Attorney's Office said. In addition, Rayan prepared and submitted false official incident and arrest reports, reports of property seized from arrestees, and charging documents. The false reports concealed the fact that Ram and his co-conspirators had stolen money, property, and narcotics from individuals. Holy shit. And it's not too late to do the right thing, Ram said in court before his sentence was handed down. How can I ask your honor for mercy when I took an oath? I can't ask Ooh. for mercy, but I can ask that you see a man who admits what he did. I'm sorry to the city of Baltimore, and I'm sorry, and I'm ready to face my consequences. Ooh. But his confession didn't do much to save him. This, uh, And here's the reality. You have people sitting in yeah. prison. Yeah. How many people? Yeah. Like, how, would they fi- you said 500 cases? 800. 800 cases. Yes. Potentially 800 people. People. That are doing time, that have been traumatized by doing that time. For, uh, yeah, for your potential yeah. involvement in it. Yeah. Who knows what you did in right. it. Right. Now exactly. we can't, we can't trust your word that what you said is true because. Right. You've been known to exactly. lie. Yeah. Any any case that you testified in or wrote a report on it's is suspect. <clears throat> yeah. Because you are proven to yeah. not be trustworthy. Right. Yeah. You're proven to have yeah. planted evidence. Yeah. You're proven to have done shady exactly. stuff as a police officer. Wow. And there are innocent and some people of those in cases, there. And some of those cases might actually be guilty. Yeah. But we can't. You can't. No. You don't know. So. No. And some are probably very much innocent. Right. Like is so Keith this Davis. Keith Davis case is tied to all yes. of this. Yes. So he's he's been appealing his case. He's been appealing. So is his one one that they're gonna I don't know, but this Marilyn Mosby, now here's the thing is Marilyn Mosby has been getting a lot of heat in Baltimore mm-hmm. because of her involvement in this Keith Davis mm-hmm. uh you know conviction because she put people on the stand, some of these officers mm. to actually testify, knowing that they were shady. And then also so not, why wasn't they going after her too? They have been, they have been, right. I mean, the community has been, she's, so she's an elected official. So they've been outraged and, uh, there's been protests at her like office. Step down, bitch. Yes. That's the pressure. And, and so now be all of a charged. Sudden, now all of a sudden, now she's coming out to say, well, we have to do oh, something now about she's trying to be all white savior and be like, oh, yeah. wait, 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 wait. You yeah, see? I am doing turn, the right we thing. We got to turn these all over. Yeah, I am doing the right yeah. thing. Now, uh, Baltimore Police Department has been known for their corruption. Oh, yes. in that. There's a history, yeah. long history. Yes. Long, long And history. so people know that. Yeah. And it's like, how come people I mean, that's where anything? the guy that died in the back of the, um, what was his name? Oh, uh, in the, in the, who was in the wagon. Uh, yes. And yeah. they didn't strap him in and he, died of the head he, injury. Yeah, or died something. of multiple head yeah. uh, or spine or, what yeah. was that guy's name? It's sad. See, there's so many. There's so many. You can't remember. remember their names. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, yeah that's where he, yeah. yeah, that happened. Yeah, for yeah. sure. 
So following the convictions of the Baltimore officers back in May, Mosby said the ripple effect would be spreading through the system over everything the officers had touched, especially the convictions that they had secured in their time with the task force. Mosby said that a new piece of legislation is to thank for the ability to dive back in and reinvestigate and potentially overturn those convictions that had been made under false pretenses. Hmm. Yeah. So this new law, it says, I applaud Delegate Eric Barron and the hard work of my policy and legislative affairs team for securing legislation, which allows us to finally write nearly 800 cases impacted by the wrongful and illegal acts of the gun trace task force, Mosby said. The law was just signed and went into effect at the beginning of the month. So apparently this legislation now gives uh, the attorney general, I guess, the ability to go back and say, hey, there was mistakes here. Mm. So rather than people having to go through appeals oh, process right, right. They can and right. unilaterally say this was a bad case, yeah. we're throwing it out. Right. Yeah. Like we're coming back to a judge right. and saying, yeah, this was wrong. Wow. Yeah. 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 <sighs> but that's part of justice reform. Like you have to look at stuff like that and say, we screwed up and unfortunately we got to do better and not keep people in prison uh, and tied to this uh, crazy legal thing that people have Mm -hmm. to do to try to get justice. Yeah. Like Curtis Flowers is still in jail. I know. God. Yeah. You know, that, that crap Mm -hmm. has got to stop. Like there's, there's no way for people, especially people who don't have means. Yeah, exactly. And most, a lot of these inmates, uh, people incarcerated, end up trying to file their own appeals, uh, learn the legal system. And right. some of them do. I mean, right. hey, some of them become, become better lawyers, lawyers <laughs> right. because they have all the time in their hands right. to just sit there. And, and then what do we see? Epstein breeze. with means? <laughs> Fancy free foot loose. Yep. Still doing his exactly. same criminal behaviors. Exactly. You know? So this legal system is set up for people with means. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, and those without means. If you can buy means, the defense, then you're going right. to do better off than someone who can yeah, buy defense. For sure. That's know? why this White House can say, we're not going to participate right. in your, exactly. you know, charade of, yeah. a, you know, a impeachment. Mm-hmm. Which that's bullshit because they don't understand the process. There's a whole. <sighs> but, uh, but, but that's what I'm trying to say is yeah. they have that privilege to be able to do that. Yeah, well, hopefully that privilege is running out. And we <laughs> would never be able to have be able to say that to a DA. Screw you. I'm not going to participate oh, yeah. in this. No, you're asked a, to be sitting in yeah. jail until your uh, trial. Exactly. Like you could say it, but then they'd be like, oh, you're yeah. in violation of a cold court yeah. order. You're in contempt of court. That's right. You're going to be sitting in jail until your trial. Look at what happened to that 21 year old. Exactly. Right. He overslept yeah. for jury duty. 45 yeah, minutes exactly. and his butt spent 10 days exactly. in jail. Exactly. So well, um, it'll be curious to hear what happens with all these cases. Yeah. Because I mean, there are ones in there that are probably guilty. You know, they're fucking yeah. guilty. Yeah. But because you were because you, cop, d- yeah. you fucked it up. It was like that. What a few years ago when that um, lab tech uh, got, I don't remember yeah. what that was. That was back. Where he too. wasn't even doing any kind of testing um, on. He, he had, yeah. Falsified tests. and da, da, da. So thousands of cases yeah. had to get thrown out. Yeah. And they, and there were some, Solid cases in there, Good. but yeah, you you fuck up one, you falsify one. That's it. Your 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 word is are, dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh goodness gracious! Ugh. So my story coming from NBC News: uh, CDC Director Brenda Fitzgerald quits 
following report she bought tobacco shares. CDC, isn't that uh, Centers for Disease Control? Um, President Donald Trump's picked ahead the CDC. Um, The agency's director, Dr. Brenda Fitzgerald, tendered her resignation following a political report that she had bought shares in a tobacco company one month into the leadership of the agency. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So she could be doing some insider trading stuff? Well, you know, is that you, her? You know, yeah. You uh you trying to make money off of your position. Exactly. It, isn't this what's happening with this Ukraine stuff yeah. too? So Dr. Fitzgerald owns certain complex financial interests that <laughs> have imposed a broad rescue limiting her ability to complete all of her duties at the CDC. Um, The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services said in a statement, due to the nature of these financial interests, Dr. Fitzgerald could not divest from them in a definitive time period. Uh, So Fitzgerald resigned. There are no additional comment from Fitzgerald, who is a doctor and a former Georgia Department of Public Health. Fitzgerald, who is 71, declined to explain. She actually looks pretty good for 71. um, Declined to explain to Politico why she purchased thousands of dollars of big tobacco stock after assuming the leadership of the CDC. Uh, The HHS spokesman confirmed that the potentially conflicting stock purchases to Politico confirmed the potentially conflicting stock purchases to Politico, but said they were handled handled by Fitzgerald's financial manager and she was subsequently and she subsequently sold them. Uh, critics like Richard Painter, who was George W. Bush's ethics lawyers lawyer, told Politico that Fitzgerald's purchases were tone deaf and ridiculous. I mean, you got J dubs people saying, yeah, like you know it's bad when oh, G dubs yeah. people are saying yeah. shit, like, come on. And, and, and I'm like, so you're allowing people just to do willy-nilly with your investments? Like, well, I mean, you don't get a say. They following just the lead of the fucking orange buffoon <laughs> who refused to divest himself okay, from certain yeah. interests right. overseas and in Russia saying, you know, he refused to do mm-hmm. that. So leadership Lead by example. So she probably went in saying, oh, it's no big deal. He does it. Yeah. I'll I'll just buy. He's got investments in Russia. Or I didn't know I was buying that. My financial advisor's doing those things without me knowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's an easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, The tobacco industry spends billions of dollars each year on cigarette advertising and promotions. The CDC said smoking costs the United States billions of dollars each year. Um. Let's see. I've spoken with Dr. Fitzgerald and believe her when she says that she was unaware Mm -hmm. that a tobacco company investment had been made. Mm -hmm. She understands that any affiliation between the tobacco industry and public health is unacceptable. And she and that is that when she learned it, she direct she directed that it be sold. Who said that? This was um, Tom Frieden, who headed CDC under President. President Obama defended Fitzgerald Mm -hmm. as someone who was committed to supporting public health and protecting Americans. (laughs) Um, Yeah. She's also committed to protecting her bottom line. Of course. And there's money in in tobacco investment. Because if I'm not going to make it, somebody else is going to make it off of these smokers. Exactly. You know. 
which I why think can't I make a buck? ironic? I mean, this is kind of you know connected. I think the whole vape thing mm-hmm. and this like, oh, we got to ban vaping, right. and there's been five deaths. Right? How many people die each year of tobacco? How many people die of alcohol? Exactly. You know, and not how many people die of assault rifle, yeah, mass shootings, yeah. And I mean, yet we're quick to ban that. five five deaths on this vaping. Yeah. When the the stuff I've been reading is it's being traced back to black market stuff, illegal stuff. Yeah. So it's not the not the legal stuff that you're buying over the counter. It's these you know black market companies that are that are putting shit in their in their vape. It's you know, I mean, uh, it sounds like it's unregulated. Yeah. I mean, you know? it's just like you got people out there going rogue, Who knows? making making cartridges, selling them, and you know, uh, uh, put them in packaging and selling them to a dispensary, right. and the dispensary then not, you know, testing it, you know, because it's about money, 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 money. Right. But I'm sorry, but five deaths, you you banning some after five deaths. Right. Like we can't get gun control after thousands. Yeah. Of t- after deaths. mass killing, you know, like after killing of children. Right. Yeah. <laughs> But you know? oh, five billion people died from vaping. And the other thing, too, is it is it causation or correlation? Right. Mm-hmm. They they don't know. That's the problem. Is they don't know mm-hmm. what what is what is the other things in these people's lives that they're ingesting and inhaling? Yes, they may also be vaping. But what else are they doing? What else is what that? industry yeah. do they work Who in? Who, yeah. You know, so who knows? Who knows? But who it's shady knows? to me. Bye, um, Felicia. Bye, Felicia. Well, um. Do you want to do one more story or do you want to go into rapid fire? Oh, I got one more story. You ready for it? Okay, bring it on. Here we go. Bring it on. Border Patrol lets senior agent retire after sex attack arrest. What? A senior Border Patrol. Oh, sorry. This is from Cheat Sheet. Oh, Daily Beast. Sorry. Daily Beast. A senior Border Patrol agent was allowed to retire after being arrested and indicted on charges he kidnapped and sexually assaulted a junior agent in Arizona. What? A co-worker. Wow. The New York Times reported, the case is particularly thorny because the agent, Gus Zamora, is married to a highly respected agent who is recent, who was recently appointed to run the high-profile El Paso region. And because the top agent in Texas, Texas was with Zamora, the alleged victim, shortly before the May incident, the one, oh, wait, 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 what is, okay. Um, so it's a high profile wife. He's married to a high profile wife. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a top agent in Texas, Texan. And because the top agent in Texan was with Zamora, so his wife was with Zamora, when the alleged victim, when, and the alleged victim shortly before the May incident. So the husband and wife, were in contact with the victim. Mm -hmm. The woman alleges that Zamora got her drunk, took her to his hotel room and attacked her. He reportedly claims the sex was consensual and that she initiated. Isn't that what they always say? That's, I mean, that's, that's the defense. Of course. You know, cause now it's, he said, he said, she said, yeah. What do you think he's going to say? But if she was intoxicated, you cannot consent. uh, Well, hopefully that's what's happening. And where was it? Where did I say the attack took place? Texas. Yeah, I think so. Good luck there. Yeah. So the next thing was, um, Oh, wait, just a second. What happened? Oh, New York Times. Sorry, I didn't press the actual. Um, So 
Uh, let's see. So, uh, da, 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 show full article. <sighs> I hate when they do this. Um, so the case is now in pretrial hang hearings in Texan. Is it Texan? Um, uh, it has raised questions about how Border Patrol treats female agents and how it responds to allegations of sexual assault. Although Mr. Zamora was arrested and then indicted in July on sexual assault and kidnapping charges, the Border Patrol has yet to take any official action in the case. Border Patrol officials allowed Mr. Zamora to retire after his arrest and indicted, and the top Border Patrol agent in Texas and the top Border Patrol agent in the Texan sector, Roy Verial, Verial, who was the new chief patrol agent in the region and the female agent's supervising officer, was with Mr. Zamora and the female agent earlier on the night of the reported assault, according to police reports, but told the authorities he saw nothing inappropriate in their interactions. Just because so, you didn't see anything when you saw them happen. doesn't mean it happened. Exactly. That's right. So, like, so apparently, what she said because I read, I, I read into it. She said that um, she like respected this guy Zamora because mm-hmm. he had you know accomplished some stuff, and she yeah. was like trying to climb the ladder. Okay. Like, well, yeah. you know, well, there's nothing okay. wrong with that. All right. She said that he was doing some you know me too y stuff mm-hmm. that she ignored, mm-hmm. you know, and Which then. Is- what we Typical, do, right? Because, Especially if you want to climb yeah, the ladder, you don't want yeah, to be creating stink over small little yep, comments, right? Yep. So then she says, on this night, um, you know, and here's the thing: she knows the wife. She, you know, in these social settings, so she's probably feeling pretty comfortable with this guy. Yeah. However, the guy is also sending her like texts that are kind of, you know, me too ish, me too ish. Mm-hmm. And again, she's ignoring stuff. Right. So on this night, she says that um, when she met up with him for dinner, that he was like, oh, are you going to dress up for me? You know, sending her this text. Are you dressing up for me? Kind of oh, deal. Geez. And she, again, ignores it. Yeah. And she said that when they got to the restaurant, he was buying her drinks, buying her drinks, buying her drinks. Getting her drunk. Getting, getting her, her drunk. Up. Next yep. thing you know, they're at his hotel. And he she, yeah. And, and so two days later, she reports it, you know? So, right. Two days later, she reports mm-hmm. it. And then that's when they arrest him. And, and who knows? Maybe Border Patrol is like, hey, innocent until proven guilty. Like, we can't be putting, you know, saying. And yeah, if he decides I mean, he wants to retire, that's, that's up true. to him. That's, I mean, there, yeah. I mean, that that is actually, yeah, possible. Right. But it doesn't look as long as you tire, then you start to collect your pension. If right. he's found guilty, then he would have lost his pension. Right. So it doesn't so, look good. No, it's not good. But it's I don't think there's aesthetics. anything that you know Border Patrol I mean, yeah, could have done because that that would be maybe put him on leave. They could do admin leave. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But he could still retire and at he that could time. Still retire because you've seen it done. Seen that's, it. Right. Seen a million times. Yes. But that's how. So it works. um, he's so the victim said. I considered Zamora to be like my mentor, mm. you know, mm-hmm. where, when I'm sure, you know, he was like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. He why abused not? his power. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. You know? Fucking so she said that shit. they were, I guess they were both intoxicated, I guess. That's what he's saying. We were both intoxicated, you know, and she initiated it. And I said, okay, uh, you know, 
And I'm like, so his defense is we were both drunk. She mm-hmm. she started rubbing up on me. We had sex, and she's regretting it. That's right. His, that's his son. right. Yeah, right. Very yeah. typical. Yeah, very typical. So he denied that he forced himself on you know the junior agent. Tell you know, telling them that they were both drunk, both participate in the sexual activity, and that she had initiated it. Ugh, yeah, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. of course he said that. Of course, of course he did. Yeah. What's he going to say? Right. Yeah, oh, I yeah, raped her. I did it. Yeah, I did it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry, I raped her. Yeah, yeah, I did it. It was me. Oh, yeah. No, of course he's going to fucking no. say that shit. And, and, you know, and I'm like, you know, here we go again when we talk about, you know, that. It doesn't, because we had this conversation. Never in the history have women been able to own their own bodies. Yeah. This is an example. Exactly. Not even at the job. Can you just have dinner with somebody right? who you consider to be a mentor without you having to think, right? is this too scandalous right. of a dress? Or, or why do you have to accept sexual harassment from a mentor as a way to try to get for it. Right. Like, why can't women just be given the, Opportunities. the opportunity that they deserve and earn without having to acquiesce to some fucking sexual harassment right. or having know, to ignore, ignore comments? It. Yeah. Because, well, that's just the way it is yeah. in this old boy's I, network. I just want to, right? you I'm know, because to get, if I make a stink, exactly. Then there goes my chance. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the fucked up yeah. thing. Yeah. That Ugh. is for sure. And then the wife, I'm wondering, lady. Uh, hello, what are you going to do about it? Yeah. Like he's retired. He's admitting, yeah, he just cheated on you with a right. junior, which means that sets up the department to be sued for well, at least and that's sexual the other thing is So, yeah. So if he, if he, so they couldn't really go after him for the rape or mm-hmm. alleged rape, I guess we should say alleged mm-hmm. rape. Alleged. But there's definitely uh no, he's uh, there's there's pre-trial, they're going through the whole Yeah, but he's not been convicted of it. Yet. No, so but they're the he's going rape, through trial, but alleged, I'm saying nothing has rape. been he's nothing not been has found been squashed. But so it's still in the alleged process. rape. Yes. He's he's allegations of rape, yes, charged with that yes. rape. But in terms of the professional situation, the supervisor and the subordinate, that is sexual harassment. Yeah. So like, she can civil so, suit. Yeah, she definitely is going to get that. Mm-hmm. And the agency's probably like, well, yeah, if we let him retire, then we're not culpable because he just retired. But I don't see how they're not because it happened before he retired. Yeah, I, I don't see how. I mean, <sighs> especially if he had a history Jesus, of doing stuff like right? that. And typically, there's, there's, there's a more than one. Just, there's more than this one. This many years, you just yep. didn't just pick one person. Exactly. You know, so, yeah. All right. Well, my final story is going to disappoint some people, um, but it doesn't surprise me. Uh, this comes from boingboing.com. Boing boing? Yeah. Oh, is this pertaining no, to dot net? Um, no, because I saw it on some other news outlets, oh, okay. too. IRS admits to audits. It audits poor people because auditing rich people is too expensive. <laughs> So nine years ago, Republican lawmakers gutted the IRS's budget. Why? Because they want to fucking keep their money. Uh 
um, but didn't relax its requirements to conduct random audits. In response, the IRS has shifted its focus from auditing rich people who can afford fancy accountants to use dirty tricks to avoid paying taxes to auditing poor people who can't afford professional help and might make minor mistakes filing in the highly technical and complex tax forms. Until today, an IRS audit is just as likely to target low-income earner whose meager pay entitles them to a tax credit is as is as it is a target is as it is to target a filer from the top so it's more likely to target the poor than it is to target the person from the one percent pro pro publica pointed out this out an excellent tax season report last April and Senator Rod Wyden, Ron Wyden of Oregon, yep. whoop, took whoop. up the issue with the IRS. Now, IRS Commissioner Charles Redding, or Reddig, has provided a report to Senator Wyden admitting that his agency targets poor people because they can't afford to the appeals uh, to appeal the audits, making them cost-effective notches in the IRS's bedpost. Reddick's report admits that auditing rich people would turn up more fraud and bring in more money for the U.S. government, but says that he can't afford to do so unless Congress restores IRS's funding. There's bipartisan support for such a measure, but with Senator fuckhead Mitch McConnell, that's not in the article, I added that, um, <laughs> Mitch McConnell blocking any Senate action, there may not be any more appropriation bills in 2019. On the one hand, the IRS said auditing poor taxpayers is a lot easier. The agency uses relatively low-level employees to audit returns for the low-income taxpayers who are who claim to earn tax and earn income tax credit. The audits of which were about three hundred eighty thousand last year, accounting for thirty-nine percent of the total IRS conducted, are done by mail and don't take much staff time either. They're they are the most efficient use of available IRS examination resources, Reddick's report says. On the other hand, auditing the rich is hard. It takes senior auditors hours upon hours to complete an, complete an exam. What's more... All right, sorry about that. I was not watching the time. I was reading my article. Ultimately, um, as it, the article just kind of stated and wrapped up, that um, they will continue to... Audit, audit poor low people. level, um, low and in, lower income tax earners, people who claim tax, what earned income tax credits. So, like, I don't know, that's like, so that's kids and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, um, or people on social. Basically, secure, the ones yeah. that have the easiest, right. yeah. the easy, like not as many yep. deductions. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And it said that the um, it's the most efficient way um, to use their resources, and that until Congress restores funding. Um, so that they can hire better, more auditors um, that takes because that takes a longer time to audit the rich. Right. Because it's more complicated. Yeah. So instead of just saying, well, we're just not going to audit anybody for a or, while. Or for us to say, you know, like, if we only have, say, 100000 to c do audits. Yeah. I'm going to spend 50000 on two people yeah. where I know I'm going to get. Because they admit Millions they would back. get more money back by auditing the rich. And wouldn't that be, now we have more money in the budget yeah. to where then yeah. we can exactly. and then continue to go after. Exactly. You know, it's like, what is that? That snowballing on dropping your debt. Yeah. You pay a little, you know, yeah. at a time on one little section to make more to pay for the other stuff. Exactly. So, 
I mean, it's just another way the rich fuck the poor and it's got to stop. Well, and, and look at this is, is this is what AOC said. So let me get this straight. In order for the IRS to audit me, right, they mm-hmm. have to have more money. Yeah. Because my taxes are complicated. Yep. Now I'm sitting in this position and I'm deciding whether to give more money to the IRS to audit me. Mm-hmm. What do you think my vote is going to be? Exactly. Especially if I know I'm doing some mm-hmm. mm, not right. so if I'm, I'm a do- rich Republican creative things. who makes more on all the other things that I'm into than I at my actual salary, right? Right. So the actual salary they make is like like Mitch Fuckface McConnell. Yeah. Fucking turtleneck. Doing all kinds of other stuff. He's doing all the other stuff. His salary is like <laughs> yeah, nothing. Nothing. The millions of dollars he Comes makes from in book deals, in interviews, in talks that he does, mm-hmm. uh, speeches, bloop, bloop, bloop. All uh, of committees that. that he's sitting on. Right, exactly. Like boards. This is a fight. Oh, sorry about uh, that. That is, you're right. It is a fight. It is a fight. It's yes. a fight for it justice. Fight. <laughs> so yeah, it the, it continues. Yeah. Because and now because Turtleneck McConnell has said he's not going to hear right. anything. Yeah. So that ensures yeah that no funding is going to go yeah to bring more I- IRS right. auditors in. I mean it it's the the system is stacked against us right. Right. It's an oligarchy, people. Right. It is not. We're not in a we're democracy. Not, you know, and I. We're I, in an oligarchy moving I wish towards we had, authoritarianism. Yes. And I wish we had more people like uh, Ron Wyden. I know. Like this dude, he's like AOC. He mm-hmm. wants to uncover. He's fighting for us little people. Wyden and Merkley. They're you know, both. They're and, both doing it. Those are the yeah. kinds of people that we need in office. Exactly. So. Everybody should be finding their Wyden and Merkley's and AOC's. Blue, blue, blue. Yeah. Vote blue. I need representation. Now is not the time to sit out, no. people. No. All right. Well, let's get into some rapid fire stories All to right. end up our episode for today. What do you got to start? Um, my first one is, hold up, Nevada fighting to keep zombie deer from entering state. Zombie deer. Zombie. We got meth alligators in the south. Yeah. And we got zombie, zombie deer. deer in where is this at? Nevada. Nevada. I wonder mm-hmm. what a zombie deer is. I did read the article. Okay, what is it? Just don't go into it too. Yeah. What is it a zombie deer? Um it's it, well, it's it's an illness that um deers become emaciated and they start they have zero fear of humans Ooh. and their behavior is odd. Is it almost like mad cow disease from uh, ticks? No, it's caused by some type of spore of some sort. They're saying, and and the deers can be contagious. I know, can be contagious up to two years. I think close to two years. Yeah, and it can can and basically kill contract to women or no contract to humans contract to other deer, which then and then other animals. Who knows? Probably other animals. And there is like, a, so you know, the mad cow disease yeah. that is highly contagious, right. right? And so there is another disease uh, for humans 
um, that is the same. Like they're the well, same. Well, I would imagine if you got a zombie deer during hunting season. And let's say you eat it. And you eat it. I mean, it's just like eating mad cow. Like, who knows what, who knows what could happen? Zombies. Yeah. And, and, uh, it's the freaky looking. Ah, All right. Because these deers are emaciated. Like they don't, they're not eating. It goes against everything Uh, of their nature. And then they're coming up to humans acting all kind of weird. Yeah. Are they the fast zombies or the... The, the slow, the slow, the zombies. slow zombies. Yeah. <laughs> they're the ones the that you can, dead. They're the ones that you can, you know, run Get fast, away, knock over, and run yeah, away. But then they kill you. Yeah, you know, like you, you have the strength of the Goliath, yeah. but yet they kill you yeah. with the little weak well. bite. All right, my story. Ellen DeGeneres responds to criticism on her recent spotting with former President George W. Bush. The two were spotted with their wives on Sunday at the Dallas Cowboys and Green Bay Packers games. You know what? So what? Who people hang out with? Who do, what do we care? Thank goodness that George W. ain't like Pence. Right? You know? Uh, right? Good for him. And, I mean, obviously they're in like a fucking suite for rich people, right? right. So maybe they just happen to know the same people that own this suite that they got invited to the fucking game. Yeah. And they happen to be sitting next to each other. And who cares? Like, who gives a fuck? Right. Here's my thing is we can disagree about stuff, but when you start, when your ideas start impeding on fundamental rights, mm-hmm. like fucking Pence and Trump, yeah. Yeah. that's where that's where the problem was. Right. Not that G-Dub... Did not have his, I mean, he was our worst president until the this orange did. buffoon. Yeah. So, you know, um, but who cares? Right. So they're sitting there watching the game next to each other right. and being cordial. Right. And having a fun yeah, or, or exactly. laughing. Yeah. I don't care. Who cares? Yeah. You know, at this point, I got bigger things to be worried about. I mean, about. basically they're, you know, they're tearing her down because he was anti-same-sex uh, okay. marriage and you know, the war and, you know, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know what? And I'm like, uh, that it was that way, you know, back then at that time too. He just like the right for just, they're just watching a game. Yeah. They're just watching a game. They, times change. They ended up in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. All Let's right. Let's move with the times people. What you got next? Uh, this one is Texas DPS Union sues after agency implements maximum waist size policy. I'm assuming DPS's uh, deputies union. Texas deputies union sues after agency implements maximum (laughs) waist size policy. Well, yeah, because they probably got some fat ass officers out there that are like, I gotta lose weight. You know, I don't know. I mean, we're trying to be body positive. I'm body positive, but I also know that I would never pass a physical fitness exam to be a police officer at my current health and fitness level. Yeah. But and let's say those exams you... are in place in order because you do have to do physical things. Yes. Right. Just like a fire person. Right. Right. If you're a firefighter, you gotta be able to run carry upstairs somebody. and carry stuff out you of can't buildings. Can't have arthritis. Yeah, you can't in a have, wheelchair. Can't, I can't have my knee coming out, you know. Right. And you know, like I want if I'm in need of help, yeah, I want someone to be able to help me. Right now, I don't think police are going to be all steroid jacked looking like some of them are, mm-hmm. but I feel like some general now. 
maybe maybe that's the issue, right? Mm-hmm. Someone can have a larger waist but still be able to complete the fit physical right. fitness. So maybe that's the way they should be going right. is we're implementing this rule that every year or every two years or whatever, you have to retest in the physical fitness. Yeah. I would be all for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because yeah, Just you could have a larger waist and still be very physically able to do things. Right. Or you can have a small waist and not, and, and not be, be able out. to, right. Yeah, exactly. Your, your yeah. cardio is not exactly. up there. Yeah. Or not be able to carry a 70, yeah. 70 pound, uh, yeah. you know, weight, however many feet it was. Yeah. I can't remember. I whatever tested back in the day. Yeah. It's a 70-pound yeah. thing, and you have to walk 20 feet or something with it. So I think it should be based off of ability. Do should be ability. It shouldn't be your job. waist size. Right. Yeah. Because you can have somebody who's exactly. big that could be able to do exactly. the Exactly. So. Oh, wow. Um, shit, I just lost my. Oh, I wanted to go to the one from our listener, oh. Mindy. Oh, okay. Um. Fucking Florida. Yeah. <laughs> Florida trappers capture a record-setting python in the Everglades. And we talked about this before we started. And I'm just going to say how big it was. 18 foot, 4 inch long. 18 foot? 18 foot, 4 inch long python weighing 98 pounds, 10 ounces. That could kill you and I. Okay. How would you rather? Be swimming along, wrapped up by a python. No, nope. squeeze, I'm squeeze, st- squeeze. <laughs> no, because you're remembering. Oh yeah, every you're squeezing. Se- you're- a bone breaks and you're like, ah, yeah, yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah. No, Ugh. that's. I I mean, this. Let me see it. Is there a picture? Oh yeah, there's a picture. Okay. Oh, you gotta, you gotta expand it. Hold on. Let me landscape that format for okay. you. I want. I gotta see. And is it a beautiful coloring though? It's oh, it's your regular yeah, it's your black python. and your brown and grayish brown and uh, brown and O-M-G. tan one. M G. Yeah. Yeah. No. See, this is to me even more reason why I don't yeah. really need to go to Florida. No. What for? Um, because they for? got you can't get in the water. No, they got alligators. They got pythons. They got uh water moccasin snakes. Yeah. The, they got big old spiders. They're getting as bad as Australia. Yeah. Like, I don't need none of that. I don't need none of that mosquitoes? in my life. Mosquitoes? Mosquitoes? What's that? Zeke virus? <laughs> right. Oh, right. yeah. All yeah. right. Nuts. What you got okay. next? Florida man accident. Fucking Florida. Yeah. Accidentally shoots and kills son-in-law who was trying to surprise him for his birthday. <gasps> oh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. That's oh. why you don't surprise people. Shit. It was probably like he was in his Happy house. Birthday. Or somewhere like. Uh, I kind of oh, jumped shit. out of the bushes. Oh, shit. To surprise him. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah. That's, oh, Can you imagine? That sucks. How would you rather? How would you rather? <laughs> you know? Looking at the face of who shot me. Well, unless you, well, you would, you already knew who shot you because you're waiting there to surprise them. Right. Happy birthday. Oh God. Uh, that not might unless we do an Alex I mean, Jonesy. I mean, come on. Was, I'm walking was, up to my house. Yeah. Surprise. 
I mean, unless the gun is like in my little holster, like a police officer, how might, you know, you have to unclip things. You yeah. gotta, I mean, I mean. Unless he was walking up with the gun for ha- some reason or maybe he, uh, was this his son-in-law? Son-in-law. Maybe he didn't like who, his son-in-law. Who supposedly jumped out to say, oh, you maybe, know. Maybe there's more to this story. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Jason. Jason. <laughs> Ginger. <laughs> um, yeah. Jason, find it out. I don't know. I, I don't think. Know. I mean, if you die instantly, mm-hmm. I think that might be an okay to go. Way I think to go. that might be an okay way. If I, I die instantly, gonna, I think that one's gonna edge out my alligator. Yeah, because I'm happy. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm like yeah, oh yeah, yeah, here he comes. Yeah. Happy birthday! Yeah, uh, exactly. You don't have no awareness of nothing. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe the split second. Yeah. Like. Uh, but then, if but it's then, instantaneous, I think that's, that's okay. it. I go with that one. That one <laughs> might have edged out the alligator. <laughs> yeah, there's absolutely <laughs> nothing, or or you know the head plant into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I the swan. I think dive. The, suit, the shooting though, because in in the head plant about part way down, you're like, oh yeah, oh, I made a mistake. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what they say about. Have you seen that documentary? The people that have jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and uh-uh. lived. Uh-uh. Like they say the all same of them thing. Say I made a mistake halfway through. Yeah, as they're going down. Oh my God! What did I just do? Uh, yeah, it's pretty powerful. All of them. It's pretty powerful. Yeah. Not one of them said, "Dang." Well, I don't know. They interviewed all of them, but there's this one guy in particular who now actually he's an advocate for suicide awareness. Yeah, and that's what he talked about. Is that on the way down? I thought, what did I do? No reverse. There you is can't no. Stop. There is no pause button no. here. Mm-hmm. Rewind mm-hmm. it. You're, it. You're. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the shooting is on, on my. On my I top think. Now. I think so too. I think. Yeah. All right. Um. Teacher says he was fired for refusing to use male pronouns for transgender students. This um. In Virginia. Well, you're refusing, dude. Which means. You're not trying to identify somebody by how they identify. Mm-hmm. You are being stubborn mm-hmm. because you don't understand it. And because you don't understand it, other other people, meaning whoever it is that you're, you're basically humiliating them. Exactly. Yeah. So bye, Felicia. Yeah. Bye. What is the yeah. heart? So what if they identify as they or them or he, yeah. she, whatever? Or, so you know, what? From male to female, female to male. And so what? So, so what? And now if and you're. Does it hurt you? To identify them as you them? Don't harm whatsoever, but it causes them a whole lot of harm. Right. Uh, mentally. Speaking. Right. Yeah. If they, if you got to say them, then say them. Right. Yeah. Now, if you're making mistakes because it's, because again, we're conditioned to say he, she, right. whatever. And then you and go, then you oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. It's going to take me some time. Yeah, like, sorry about and, that. Yeah. Sorry. Right. Me, tell me if I do it. Right. Like, it's okay. But if you're like. But if you're blatantly just saying. Hey. She. Him, when the person she, is like. Right. Choosing is, is, is now him. Yeah. Like you are blatantly just, you know. Yeah. Being disrespectful. Yeah. yeah you're not respecting yeah. that person. It's like calling right. a female a he because you want yeah. to. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You know. Yeah. yeah. No. Bye, Felicia. All right. One more. You got one more? Uh, let me see. I wasn't prepared for one more, but I always have one more. I always got one. Here we go. Stinky shoppers unoffended after Mississippi store bans them. (laughs) They're not offended. They're not offended. Oh, well, okay. You know, they're not offended. Well, I've always said with these, uh, you know, no fragrance policies. Yeah. Um, 
Body odor is a fragrance, pe- fragrance people. Mm-hmm. Like, take a fucking shower. Yeah. That, I did I mean, read this one, though. Okay. So just th- give us the it's highlights. It's not body odor. It's not like people that didn't shower. So oh. in Mississippi, there's a factory. You just absorb the smells oh, of the factory. Okay. okay. And so, so that's, why they're, in, not on, that's why they're not on. That's why they're not smelling like a, yeah, like the Tostitos or yeah something wherever, more pungent, uh, like a like a meat factory kind of thing. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But yeah. you know, and so it's like they're like, hey, well, we can't. Uh, sorry, yeah, uh, dude, you're running out our other business. So. Yeah, but they're not offended, like you oh, know, because they know. Yeah, I, I gotta go. I gotta take a shower because I do. I, yeah. I reek. Yeah. You know. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, all right. My final one is, um, which I thought this was genius. Ha- Hattiesburg. Um, I don't know where Hattiesburg is. Um, Hattiesburg. Mississippi. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Hattiesburg, uh, Mississippi adds public wheelchair charging stations. Oh. I never even thought about that. My yeah. ableism got in my way. And I did not think about. So we have electric car charging stations right. all over the place now, right. right? But where have these been? Nowhere, other than the grocery store who does their own. Yeah, that's you know, their, own their own for their own little cart. But these are but like you know, like if you're in an electric that, chair, you can you go to, to the park, you plug in, uh, or, or if you're walking event, to the convenience in. store mm-hmm. and you're low on, yeah, uh, you yeah. know, plug, low on plug juice. In. Why not? Rolling to the convenience store. You said walking. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Ableism! There it is. Rolling, rolling. Yeah. Rolling with the homies down to the store and you run a little battery. You just pull in, give yourself a charge. You're at a baseball game with your, you know, your kids. Charge it up while you're watching the game. You're at Disneyland. Charge Charge it up. You know, I want to see more of these. I think this is a great idea. I mean, we did that one a while back about the ones that go on the trails and the beaches. Oh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. charging stations. I Charge like it, it up. I like it. All right. All right. Well, this That's is a long it. episode, people. Yeah. Very your commute. It's going to cover your commute and then some, Jason. Yeah. So. And hopefully we'll get hopefully all the there segments there will be no in. editing errors this time. I'll all, get them all in. All in. And, uh, yeah. So that's episode 31. And in the books. You know, I thought there was something I was supposed to remind people. Oh, reminder. Oh. Um, so next Friday, we're going to be doing a special episode. Um, that's the at bowling. The Bridgetown. What is it called? The Bridgetown. Bowling. Bowling tournament. Yeah. Jason, you'll In Milwaukee. This. Um, so a while back, one of our earlier episodes, mm-hmm. we did a story about West it was Seattle a feel Bowl. Good. Yeah, it was a feel, feel it was, good. And how West Seattle Bowl has a lot of LGBTQ teams, very inclusive. So Jason invited us to come so out. So they have, they also have straight and right at straight this tournament. And, yeah. No, no, it was the yeah, bowling. Yeah, yeah, yes, so yes, for anybody and everybody anybody, that loves, but they're very LGBTQ yes. inclusive. Like they're yeah. very inclusive. Yeah. So. We're gonna be uh, doing a little special episode at the tournament. We're gonna. Are you gonna post your logo that you did for his team <laughs> on our on our what do you bring to the table Facebook? I suppose I could. Or yeah. would that be too risque? Oh, please, it might be. For I Facebook? mean, have you seen some of the things on Facebook? <laughs> I, I got that on filter. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I could. I, I mean, that, that I think that's kind of funny. That's kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, I'll ask Jason if he's okay yeah. with it. I mean, they wore it in public, so I'm sure he's okay with it. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, we're going to be recording a special episode of the tournament. We're going to do some interviews. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason going to see if we can get the tournament director to sit down with us for an Ooh, interview. So nice. otherwise we'll just interview whoever wants to be talk to us about yeah. bowling and yeah. how, and what it's like it. to be in the, in the, yeah, you know, in yeah. this bowling league. Yeah. So, yeah. um, that's going to be happening next Friday. Uh, uh, we'll be, we'll be recording a regular episode on Tuesday. So you're going to get like an extra special episode. A leftover. A leftover, if you will. But yeah. a special leftover. Yeah. That's cool. like the special yummy leftovers. That there you go. You hide in the back. Or so right. can what's have. update? What is your what's update? A what's you update? Know, a what's episode. Episode. Why not? What, we'll you figure know? it out. We'll figure it out. All right. Until next time. Nos vemos. All right. Adios. Daisy. Daisy. What's your safe word? What's your safe word, Daisy?